This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another glorious Next Lander podcast. I'm calling it here glorious Alex Navarro. I am calling. I'm calling. No, Brad, you're calling. Brad, you're, you're calling. calling it? He's calling it. What was that? The you're Walking Dead it. thing? That was a Walking Dead. Was that was Left for, Left for Dead 2? No. 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 Oh, was that Walking Dead? It was something zombie related. Was it the, the Telltale the walking, walking Dead? I'm calling. Was it the zombies are done, right? I don't know if Walking Dead, the TV show, existed then. Mm. What was that? I'm you calling sure it. was it. Left for Dead 2? I am. No, I cannot be sure. I cannot be sure. Alex yeah. Navarro, how are you? I don't know what we're calling here. What are you guys talking about? It was called Four Dead Two Video Review. Uh, Brad called it. I think we yes. were done with zombie stuff, Something right? Something like I am. Yes, I. I don't know. Uh, and then we proceeded to get twenty-five more years of zom- of shooting. And oh, uh, you're saying that one of you made the call at some point that this was the end point of zombie things, and then it was not the end point of zombie things. It should have been. God yes, damn it. it never will uh, be, my friend. The zombies will always rise from the grave. You know, they make a pretty good 
enemy when you're trying to figure out how you can have humanoid enemies that you don't feel terrible about. Congratulations, you've just described the entire crux of zombie fiction. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did it. We have created an other that is uh, not actually just you being racist. Mm. <laughs> Except you know, kind of. Yeah. Depends on how your zombies depends are. Depends on which really. zombies you're yeah. using, yeah. Yeah, depends how you, how you, how you want to do that one. You know, I still... I still do not. Okay, I very rarely go into massive shopping centers or massive things, but I st- when I do, the first thing I think of, okay, maybe second or third thing, is um, would this make a good Dead Rising level? Like I, I have that thought more than I should in a place mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, this might be a good Dead Rising level. Um, not necessarily even a mall, just a place that has like really interesting they, stuff around it. Did they ever do a mall after the first one? There was like the out. There was, was a the, mall in the like in the Vegas one, I think. But yeah, it was like an outdoor shopping center, wasn't it? Yeah, does that count? Because Dead, Dead Rising, Rising one two? was all a mall. It was just a no, mall compound. Um, uh, two was a mall. Was it? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You're. No, I'm sorry. You're right. One was a mall. Two. Two was Vegas, but basically a mall. <laughs> there was a big mall area in that game. Yeah. Two, yeah. 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 That's right. Two. Two might as well have been another mall. And then three was just Vegas, tried to be open world. And... Vegas has a lot of shopping. It does. Mm. One of the only things yeah. it has. Three, yeah, three was full on. Like, here's a city, right? Uh, run around in four was I don't know. Where are I don't we? know. I don't know what four was. Wait, what was what was four, four was just a city, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Christmas. It was. It was oh, the it was the one they of, did for the Christmas. That's right. It was. It was, it was the Die Hard of Dead Risings. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Frank West came back. Because you know they they were doing like different characters per game, and that proved to not be popular, and so they. I think that was when I knew that maybe Dead Rising was on its last legs. It was when they went back to the A, they went back to the Frank West well. Mm-hmm. B, they recast Frank West. Ah. Like the, the guy they got in four was fine. He was not Frank West. Like they always wanted Frank West was popular. They always snuck him in somewhere in some DLC or other. Well, yeah. So or, so that was like the. I started to say embarrassing thing about two, which maybe that's a little harsh. They went and straight up remade. Wait, it was two, right? Where they put Frank in? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think where they, they did straight- put Frank in later in two. Wasn't, wasn't off, off the record was two, right? I believe yes, so. It was two. Yes, they, they, they quite literally went and remade Dead Rising 2 with Frank West as the main character instead of Chuck. You know? Uh, and put it back out at, I think, full price. Or- he had a different story, though, right? It wasn't just it, a rescan. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. They, yeah. they they did like rewrite stuff to make it make sense that it was Frank West this time. Yeah. The problem is if- Chuck was not the issue with two. The t- issue with two was that they just kind of did a little too much of everything I, and none of I, it really fit together. Yeah. I don't. I, I like two. Quite I don't mind two. two. I like two. I, I mean, I the like crafting stuff better. was interesting. Yeah, the crafting stuff was a really neat idea. Also, just I something about the writing in two really did it for me. <laughs> People were so shitty to Chuck. What was in a way that I really appreciated? Was was two where they um there was like pushback about the timers not being there in in for no for two class? two had plenty two had that. timers okay yeah so did three I remember three having a lot of timers as well I don't think any of the four. Dead Rising games didn't have timers I think some were just more em- emphasized I, than others I okay. want to say four they were way less meaningful yeah like, right. you were missing out on a lot less like they kind of didn't matter like to mm. me it's not Dead Rising if there isn't some kind of ticking clock in the background okay like that's the thing I, that separates it from every other piece of zombie stuff. 
Are we ready for another Dead Rising? I'd fuck yes. <laughs> you know absolutely. what? Yeah, absolutely. Actually. But will it ever happen? Of course not. No, like, like Capcom is... seems to have other priorities right now. Like uh, what? More Resident Evil. That's true. That's yeah, kind of I mean, where they're... their zombie loyalties lie these days. They're they're really emphasizing their uh, Japanese teams for the most part. Also, like you know, the the developer no longer exists. Well, but they were sorry. gone by three or four, right? I should I should I, re- I should rephrase that. The like the the late developer, like Capcom Vancouver. God, what were they? Blue, help me Blue, out here. Blue Isle, Blue, uh, Blue Blue Castle, Blue Castle. They were Blue Castle and became Capcom Vancouver. I, they took it over for two. I I like I feel like I'm like. <laughs> Severely undercrediting the people who actually created Dead Rising, which mm. was one of their teams in Japan. Yeah. But then Blue Castle became the Dead Rising developer as of two from then on, and they no longer exist. So. So. So Dead Rising and Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. they're going to come back. Well, they already brought that one oh. back, and that yeah, one did see. very well, so they'll probably well, do it they, again. But there's nothing, there's nothing on the books for an, another DMC, right? I mean, they'll announce another one at some point. That's that's my bold proclamation here. They will probably make another de- Devil May Cry. Do they I, reboot I, it again? No, no, no. Five was the last one, and five is just a straight up mainline. Yeah, like the the reboot did not uh, find universal acclaim. Let's no. say, and also Ninja Theory has moved on. So yeah, Ninja Theory's got its own stuff to do at this point. But, but people really uh, like Five, and I feel like that it's it's very easy for them to launch off the momentum of that thing if they want to do it. Yeah, I could I could see a six five. I don't know how five did sales wise, but I, I think could it see did a reasonably well. Yeah, like the people who liked the the ones that are not the reboots seem to like five. Yeah, that that's the one with all the fun footage, the re, the real footage, uh, the previs shots with the van and everything, right? Yes, the van yes, stuff yes, was the, very much five. Yes, yeah. the incredible the incredible live action previs <laughs> footage <laughs> on that disc, just man, that was pretty good. Good stuff. But Dead uh, Rising, yes, no, it's due to come back. I think I think it's due to come back in style. It's I also interesting that you guys, like, you go to a mall, you think about Dead Rising. Mm-hmm. I go to a mall, I think of Dawn of the Dead, and that's why we are very different people. Oh, see, well, it's basically the same thing. It's just different ways to get there. Well, yeah, one was inspired very much by the other. It's just that yeah. I my loyalties tend to lean in the George Romero direction. You know, you gotta look at, you gotta scout out which store would you run to, and then uh, 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 you know, boldly hunker down in uh, to make your stand against the zombies. Yeah, I don't know if they exist anymore. I, you know, it's all gonna be stuff. I, I can't fight a zombie invasion. I don't even know what's in them all these days. Just- yeah, no, I mean, look, you know, you're not gonna fucking, you're not gonna fight off any zombies, you know, with like a giant pretzel and you know, a place that shoots airsoft guns. Like that is not enough you to might. work with. You might. Maybe you could just go in those one of those. Those need to be some real brittle zombies if you're going to take them down with airsoft guns. You got to go into one of those indoor parachuting places and mm. just uh, uh, stay about 15 to 20 feet above the zombies at all times, hovering in place. If we could just hang some meat over the fan, <laughs> they'll just keep walking toward it and they'll just keep floating upward. And then we just need to like punch a hole in the ceiling so they fly yeah. out of the mall. Maybe... Uh, <laughs> Or you just collect them in some kind of <laughs> trap up there. Maybe that's, maybe those, like, there are so many of those indoor places. I don't know if you guys see them as much. I do with the kids a lot. The extreme energies or, you know, uh, the, the, these places where kids go that are just full of trampolines. You know, I don't go trampoline. places. So there are lots of these places. Indoor rock climbing, places mm-hmm. with just, like, giant obstacle courses that are American Gladiator style. Like, oh, have you seen the, have you seen the endless surfing? 
I have seen uh, the endless surfing thing. Is that before. the stuff yeah. that's like in a uh, where you're on? You're tethered, right? You're tethered on a a, a, a rope know, or something. I don't know if the, the footage I've seen. I don't know if they were tethered or not, but they are just they're just using gigantic pumps to just create like nonstop surf waves in this okay. room. I, man, that's in, indoor surfing. It's bananas. Actually, yeah, the one I saw was like a. It was at a water park. It wasn't surfing. It was a uh, uh, boogie boarding. But it was just like you're just up against. You just go until it pushes you back and you you uh, crash in. Yeah, man. That like all of those things would be all right. I mm-hmm. think for for a dead rising. I mean, it's much more attraction than melee combat focus. But you gotta figure it out. There's smart people at Capcom. They can figure it out. I want to give you guys a quick update here. Today yes. was uh, the first day of. Uh, uh, if anybody caught the ramble cast, but today was the first day of principal shooting. Oh, oh the, yeah. For the, the movie I'm trying to, or the short I'm trying to do with my son this week. Uh, uh, so learned a lot of things mm-hmm. about where we're at in terms of the language of filmmaking and, and, and mm-hmm. films. Um, what are you, uh, what are you shooting on? Who's your, who's your cinematographer? It's me. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it's on a DSLR. Uh, you know, it's a little different than what I've been used to, but you know, this is, you know, this is what the gear I have. It's a DSLR with, you know, just a little, uh, boom mic attached to the top of it. And, you know, that's fine because that's, I think what a lot of people use now for, for filming. Uh, you know, I don't have a rig or anything like that. It's just a handheld DSLR with no steady cam. No, or the, even those like shoulder rigs, no ring light on it or anything like that. But, um, it's really interesting. Like we know not to look at the camera or look directly into the camera when you're doing a take or at the end of a take or during the middle of a take, unless you're going for that, the office style, the fourth wink wall and a nod. Yeah. And it's really interesting to have to kind of stop a take and be like, you just look right at me again. And he's like, you're talking to me. I'm like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm like telling you what, like, Hey, you're looking left. You're looking right. And he will stop and just look at me while I'm talking to him and be like, no, you can't No, pretend I'm not here. He's like, and we spent years being like, when somebody talks to you, you need to look them in the eye. You need to, you know, make eye contact and, and look somebody in the eye when they're talking to you. He's like, you're talking to me. What shouldn't I be looking at you? I'm like, no, 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 you're acting. You're, you're like, it's very funny. It's really interesting. Um, God damn it, son. This is a movie set. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> um you'll never and, be in the talkies at this rate <laughs> it's real and also what did what did you guys said this once and it always stuck in my head uh what is it don't read the exclamation don't read the punctuation don't oh read- who was it that said that you guys i heard that from one of you guys and yeah it stuck i, in my I head. remember saying that but i don't remember who actually said that mm-hmm. who was um, that and it, it's not even the um it's not even necessarily the, the dialogue it is the uh it's the kind of there's no subtlety in the reaction shots. It's all like, Hey, okay, you're looking this way. And then you see this thing. And it's like, <gasps> you know, as if you're like this kind of silent film vaudeville, you really have to express it where it's like, Oh no, no, no. Like, like do, do it. Like you actually just saw this thing. It's not a meteor coming to earth. It's the dog, you know, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> you know, like, you know, like step it. You're up here. Like step it down to like one or two. It's it's just fascinating. Um, like you got to start getting them some acting classes, man. There sounds like they're really sandbagging this whole project. <laughs> it's the, it's just interesting. It's not bad. It's mm-hmm. just like you know things you uh, have to communicate that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Unless, <laughs> unless you realize, oh wait, they don't know this. You don't know it. Why would you yeah. know this? Like why? Like every. It goes against every normal interaction you have, or when somebody says react, you want to put it on. 
and or when somebody is talking to you, yes, you look at them and it's like, no, react, but like react subtly, <laughs> you know, or like, uh, and ignore me while I'm listen to me, but ignore me while I'm talking is, was a really interesting one. Um, pretend I'm not here. I had to hold up. I held up my hand at some point and was like, you need to look here. Like, this is your eyeline. Like, look here. Mm-hmm. It's just, inter- just it's fascinating. I loved it. Uh, I, I loved it. It was fascinating. So you're not we doing all this in one long take is what you're saying. No, okay. but um, we did also end like shooting an hour early. It was like, all right, break. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we're good uh, because, you know, there's, I, I realized I was at a point where I was like, oh, right. Also, he can't do this for two hours. Like that's, that's asking a lot of I mean, of union rules say patients. that there has to be a limit, so. <laughs> that's right. The next thing I had to teach him was like, no, you need to demand lunch now. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the, the food cart. But like, yeah, all, show you a sad card. Yeah, he's in now. He's got his speaking lines. So the uh, it was interesting because he, but he was able to go longer than I think I was able to go because I reached a point where I was like, I have to remember this is for fun instead of like, you know, being like, hey, no, hit your mark, turn here, do this, do, like we gotta get this, and it's like, man, this is supposed to be for fun. I don't, I don't want it to get to the point where it gets annoying, and that's you know. When you're working on something for work, you can get to that point and everybody's, everybody wants to get it done. And you're like, let's try and get this done as soon as possible. This is for fun. I don't want it to get to that point. So I, it, I, in my head started going through this process of I'm doing this with him because I want to go through and teach him what's involved in, in making some of this stuff as far as I know it. But at the same point, what's involved in making this stuff is sometimes work and not fun and balance, doing that balancing act of, Hey, you know, sometimes you got to do the jump, weird jumping into frame take 10 times to get it right. Uh, and sometimes it's not fun after the second time. But I don't know. If, is that something you want to like teach a kid that you're doing something for fun with? I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a uh, so you got to strike a, a balance. balance there. Yeah, you don't, don't want to be one of those director parents. No. And he likes this stuff. But, but you can very ba- easily imagine a scenario where he stops liking this stuff. I don't process. want I don't I don't want the love to fall out, so I'm trying to keep it fun and I think and in, in doing that it's making sure we stop before it gets to a point of like or you know, for the day. We'll pick it up again. But mm-hmm. like stop for the day and be like, okay, we'll do this. It doesn't have to we'll be We'll do pickups, it's fine. We'll do the pickups. Just keep fix, keep, it, keep fix it in post. Just teach <laughs> him you gotta, gotta teach him the important lessons right up front. Just fix it in post. Studio it's wants fun. two weeks of reshoots, so uh we'll come back around on this. I did say I didn't say fix it in post, but I basically said fix it in post. We were filming outside and he has like a couple of lines outside. And they started, we're outside, lawnmowers started going. And he's like, do we need to stop? And I was like, we'll, 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 we'll ADR it, we'll fix it later. <laughs> we'll, we'll punch in. Ah, you're going to teach them the magic of lip sync. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, don't worry, we'll frame it in a way where we can do a different shot and your lips won't be on, on screen. Uh, it's fun. I, I love that stuff. And, you know, I like working with the kids. But, you know, my worry was... At some point, do you make this not fun? Hey, Dad, this isn't fun anymore. And like, that's not what I want to do. He yeah. had a good time. Um, it also bugs me on a professional level for me, where I'm like, oh, do I go get a ring light? Like the lighting in this inside is tough. It's not matching, or he's not, you know, like professionally. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, lighting's no. the hardest part, really. So hard. Uh, do I get a pop up green screen to do this shot? That would be so much easier with a green screen, like. Don't no, don't you're overcomplicating. No, man, dude, it's, this wait, is hang on. this is the thing that leads to you downloading After Effects. Like, no, I've got After Effects. Oh, there you go. It's part of our Adobe guys, license. It's right did here. Did you guys not? Did you not make a budget? Oh uh, yeah, it's zero. 
Ah, <laughs> it's okay. yeah, yeah. All right then. The, so it's the all budget, profit, baby. It's a, it's everything we. I I'm trying to do. I'm trying to split the difference between here are the steps one might take in a real world to do a thing that you know condensed into a week, and here's a doable thing that a kid could do. Right, like a kid that you know. Hey, if you ever want to grab this DSLR and go make a movie, go for it. But you know, here, here, here's a template you might want to use in, in the future to do it. Um, you know, like when you guys were growing up, I'm sure you at some point grabbed the VHS camera and we're like, okay, I'm gonna go try and film some stuff with my friends. And- oh, uh, yeah, actually, I have a good story. Uh, well, I don't know, it's a short story, but yeah, when I was in fourth grade, uh, one of the teachers wanted to get some kids in my class to film a short film as well. And I remember I was real nervous about it. And this, some of the other kids were too. And I don't remember what the movie was about. I don't think it was about much of anything. It was just some kids like fucking, you know, coming up with some stream of consciousness bullshit. We did write some stuff down like lines and whatnot. And I remember there was one scene where I, I had a line and then there were some other lines and then I had another one and I accidentally stepped on someone else's line and there really wasn't time to do multiple takes for any of this. So it was kind of mm. like, whatever happens, happens. And I remember I stepped on that person's line. They turned to me and shot me fucking dagger eyes and were like, that's not where you're supposed to say that. And then on the way out, they looked directly at the camera and started shaking their head as they exited <laughs> the scene. Oh, wow. Just yeah. like they were pissed. Oh, I had wow. stepped on their line. You blew. You took it. You I took, took their it. moment. I took wow. the heat on that one. Man, I never that's... acted again. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I think that stuff's fun. I they do stuff with the iPad all the time. I just, I don't like whatever mo- editing movie editing app is on the iPad. Maybe people have a better recommendation one. I think it might be iMovie. It's just I find it terrible, and yeah. I just can't. I can't deal with it. And so that kind of spawned a lot of this was like, hey, let's just try a thing and then we'll go in we'll go work in uh, on on the PC or the or the Mac. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll go get some programs that have like nonlinear editing and, and you can we can put it together. So anyway, that's the updates. Uh, so we've already blown past our time budget. That's what I'm saying. Excellent. Basically, basically, the production is running long. We didn't get nearly as much as we wanted to. We're going to have reshoots. We're Congratulations. Have to- you're real filmmakers now. The, the second you spend a dime on it, you get to say that you're over budget. That's mm-hmm. right. I'm sure I will buy something. I had about an hour conversation with my wife on and off throughout something else. Like They kept coming up of like, should I buy a pop-up green screen? She's like, don't buy a pop-up green screen. I'm like, you could use, but we could use it because she's does photography stuff too for her clients. I'm like, well, you could use it if you ever need. She's like, I don't need a green screen. I need like a light box thing. I was like, well, what if it were green? You know? <laughs> like, and the thing that is funny to me is like, we have had throughout the course of Giant Bomb a lot of green screen stuff. Oh like, yeah. That it that itch is scratched for me. I have like, I don't have a lot of curiosity, but I understand the utility of a green screen. But I also know it can be hard to get a green screen to light lit correctly and do all this stuff though i think in the it's been years since we've had to do any real green screen stuff the technology has gotten a lot better for keyers where Mm -hmm. they seem to have a lot more tolerance there are youtube videos i'll watch where somebody will turn the key the the green screen key off and so you can see their green screen and it's like my god that's just a wrinkled sheet behind you how is the how is that even keying out it's not even lit 
it's you're just using the letting and I don't know if you guys remember at GB it was like we had to have that wall perfectly flat yep. and all the light you were constantly and like ironing wrinkles out of that shit yeah and you'd all, and be like so worried you were gonna get a stain on the back or like and you'd still get haloing on on people uh you know we'd still get stuff you have to be this far away from it and now it just seems like I mean you don't even need a green screen a yeah. lot of programs will just key out the background you know for uh, to varying ones, degrees but, of effect yeah, but yeah it's, it's, yeah it's not not exactly perfect but they're yeah. getting there. It's getting there. It's, it's amazing. I should. What I'm saying is, I should get a pop up green screen. <laughs> Maybe not that. for this specifically, but if you feel no, like you have this. other utility for it, by all means. I mean, how much are those things now? Like thirty bucks, forty bucks. I mean, I feel forty eight thousand like dollars. Oh, okay. Well, that's for a good one. Be, that's going to be <laughs> if, if you're making for the line item on yeah. the movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, I look forward to getting some of that footage. I'll tell you what, DSLRs look great. It's, it feels like, I feel like it's hard to make that footage look bad, especially when I'm shooting outside on a nice, like, kind of overcast day. Even looking back at the footage, I was like, fucking hey, man, cameras got good. Like, cameras look nice. Yeah. Um, man. Michael man, Mann was that- right. Digital was the future. <laughs> Finally. Yep. Finally. All right. Folks, uh, I forgot to do this at the top of the show, even though I reminded myself I was going to do this at the top of the show. You're listening to the... Uh, next lender podcast we're going to talk about video games here we're going to talk about roller drone we're going to talk about cult of the lamb uh, i'm going to tell you all about where i am in elden ring but before i do that i would like to mention uh we got the watch cast out there mm-hmm. if you haven't tuned in you can catch that wherever you're subscribing to this whether that is on the patreon side or in an rss feed uh on your favorite podcast app uh, there's a free version, and then there's the Patreon version. It's a podcast where we watch some movies, some TV, and then talk about them. And currently up on the free one is Alex Navarro. The current free episode is our most recent Star Trek watch, episodes five and six, The Enemy Within, and whatever. the Oh, Mud's Women. That was the one that came after that. And then uh, a week ahead is The Crimson Tide. Yes, that mm-hmm. is the one that our patrons currently have. You, If you are on the free feed, you will be able to listen to that on Monday. All right. Uh, uh, Drew Scanlon on the Crimson yes. Tide. Go check that out. And then oh, a uh, lot of water on that show. A lot of water. I think like every movie we've watched so far is nautical in some way, except for one. Mm. Although, as someone just astutely pointed out on the Discord yesterday, space is also a kind of ocean. That's true. That's true. You know, the Close Encounters. Does he not have some weird yep. thing with water in there? Okay. I found, I found the common thread between every single episode we've done so far. Okay. There are big ships. It's true. Oh, but sometimes that's, you need a bigger ship. Yes. Very true. No, sometimes the ship aren't the ships aren't big enough. But yeah, there are still yes. ships. There are still ships. There's there's probably a captain in every one. Of some kind. Of some Possibly kind. of the military variety, but more often the <laughs> nautical variety, yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's the captain in the close encounters that the first alien that gets off, whatever that weird looking insert shot alien was. How do you know he's on the Admiralty? You don't know. Yeah, could could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, okay. You got the watch cast. Um, we got podcast emails. I'll just mention up front here. Brad Shoemaker, that email address. Send emails. Send them. Send them. Send them. Send them to podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast us, at nextlander.com. Send us some emails. Send some ask emails. Us, ask us something. Tell us something. Whatever. Yeah. We read floats them your, your boat. Whatever floats your email boat. <laughs> yes. Your ship. You're the captain of that email boat. That's right. Yes. Uh, and then of course we've got merch. If you, uh, sounds like some people are getting it delivered, but you can catch all of that stuff on the 
Patreon details there, sticky post pinned. All right, that gets rid of the details, the finer details. Let's get into the games from this week, starting with Rollerdrome. Yes. Rollerdrome. The game's not what I thought it was going to be. What did you sure think, what I did it, was think it was going to be? Yeah, what did you think I, it was going to be? I'm not entirely sure. When they first started showing it, I kept thinking it was going to be a multiplayer thing. I was like, oh, that looks tailor-made for multiplayer. It is extremely not. No. It's extremely not. I'm trying to think like... I thought it was going to control very differently. Uh, I thought you'd have kind of more direct forward, backward, left, right control, but it is kind of push forward to start skating and, and you will just keep going intentionally, you know, uh, because some of the other mechanics in it require this. And well, then you kind of steer, you lean yeah. kind of left and right. Before we get too far into it, we should say what it actually is. It's what a, is it actually? It is a game about violent future sports. You are, uh, it is, it is roller ball mm-hmm. and it is the running man mm-hmm. and it is Sable's art style for some reason. Okay. Kinda, yeah. Kinda. It's got that it's got that very like, you know, line drawn flat, flat shell shaded animation kind of thing going on. Uh but yeah, like basically you're on roller skates, you are you have a p- guns and you are kind of Tony Hawking your way around these environments, checking off objectives, but also just trying to survive the level because you there are a bunch of house players around and they are varying enemy types with different weapons. And you have to clear those maps before you can move on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically a mix of like Tony Hawk tricking and third person shooting. And the time slows down when you third person shoot. So yep. you can do that and the tricks at the same time. Yeah, there's a time slow down button and it's pretty generous. You get a fair amount of time slow down. Uh, it's it's got a it's got a great aesthetic. I do like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it has that kind of Sable vibe. I think it's a, maybe a little tighter than Sable, like a little. um. I like Sable's look. This feels a little, a little cleaner, a little cleaner yeah. than Sable. Yes. yes, I think it's the the look is super. Co- I think it looks great. It's co- the look is very cohesive. It also sounds like like look. You look at the logo and key art for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they are extremely going for like seventies movie poster. Yes, yeah, and it looks and sounds like that. Like the music is very seventies film. Yeah, I mean it's called dark, Roller dark Drone. Synth-y. Yeah, yeah it's, they know what they're referencing. Yeah, they are they are nailing the look and feel pretty well. And I think the animation is also very good. I saw um, in the credits at the top. Is it a uh, Kowloon, uh, Kowloon Studios? Kowloon, Kowloon, Kowloon Knights. Knights. Yeah, and you it's know spelled. they were they were involved in uh, at the very least Spirit Fairer, which has had some of the mm-hmm. some amazing animation in it, and a bunch of other stuff. I think, but uh, I think I think all that stuff looks great. The skating looks good, which it should because you, that's what you're seeing a lot of. You're, uh, I should mention you're on roller skates, which yes. was already great. Not in blades, an orange skates, yeah, skates, uh, white roller skates in an orange jumpsuit with mm-hmm. a with a helmet on. It looks great. I mean, it just is very cool. The um, so the controls take a, took a little bit for me to get used to. There's a yes. uh, you pre you, so like I said, you kind of hit forward to start skating, and then you kind of lean to do turns. You can quickly flip around using your dodge. You have a dodge move. You have um. It's very Tony Hawk. You can preload your jump, so you mm-hmm. kind of uh, squat and get ready for your jump. As you go off ramps, you release to try and get in the air, and then there's a fairly simple yet complicated button combination for tricks. You have grabs, you have uh, spins, 
on the R one, is it on the Yeah, those are flips. So oh, flips, flips are on okay. flips are on the shoulder button, grabs are on the face button, and then you can like spin yeah. on an axis just with the stick. And, and there's and a little bit of like hand lobstering kind of thing yes. going on where you kind of have to hold down three or four buttons at once to kind of get maximum trickage. Yeah. Oh, there's also grinding. Yeah. Oh, and yes. grinding, yeah. There's also grinding. There's a lot like, of grinding I mean, and wall writing. Like the, the clever loop of the gameplay is you don't have a ton of ammo. Also, I think the ammo might be shared between guns, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the recharge like, is like when you're doing mm. tricks, it will recharge all your guns. Right. Well, I, I, I could have sworn like because you've got like 12 bullets in the pistol and I think yeah. six in the shotgun. But I want to yeah. say if you shoot like half your clip down of pistol and then switch that you'll also be down half on the shotgun. Yeah. Like there's a think, there's a there is a meter that tracks that is basically your ammo count. And it like it just yeah, it works differently for each gun, but it is all the same meter. Oh, right. gosh, so, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah. I was just yeah. constantly out of ammo or trying to do tricks. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that because they really constrain your ammo because doing tricks is how you re- reload. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and if so, you're just doing stuff like grinds and wall rides, you can refill it pretty quick. But like, you know, any trick will do a little bit of refill at least. And and so the um, so you're out there kind of solo. You're in this competition against other other people, competing as uh, like I, for, I forget what they're called. Let's just call them like roller drone. I don't know contestants. And then so they're the like, international roller drone league. Yeah, or something. it's a televised blood sport basically. And there are that with a house, the house, the, uh, the house players, the house players are all the other people, snipers and people that are out Rocket there. Launchers, mini guns, baseball bats. Yeah. Like major cannons, like energy cannons that you're out there trying to take out in a, a given amount of time and do tricks to get your points up. And in the gameplay to complete a very decently sized, it's like twenty ish objectives per arena level. I think there's, uh, I think there's somewhere between ten and twelve for every individual stage. Is uh, it only twelve? It feels large. There's, there's a bunch of generic ones that are common to every, like every level has like a par time and like yeah. a high score to beat, and the actual elite high score collect to beat all the things, get and, all five, get yeah. all five combo tokens, stuff like that. There's, there's, I think there's, yeah, there's like maybe ten ish, okay, unique, unique challenges per. Like each one, each one will have one specific trick you have to do in a specific spot, I stuff like that. that. One. Well, the yeah. one, the one nice thing about the, the objectives that I will give them is that if you do it in one run, even if you die in that run, that objective is still filled. Yes. You do still need to beat nice. the stage eventually, but like you yeah. don't have to tick that box off again. Yeah, so the, so that 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 is great. Like I I did beat the stage and then immediately did a restart on the fir- very first one to try and get them all. Uh, by my fourth stage, I was just trying to go forward. Yeah, uh, and not and not do them all anymore. Uh, I I think it's a neat. I think they're neat. I think the tricks are neat, but I like the flow of the game, and I found myself just kind of piddling around trying to complete the objectives and they don't track on the screen. You kind of have to hit the pause yeah. button to go to go check them out, which I understand that that would probably clutter up the screen a lot if you had all the 10 objectives up there as a checklist while you were going, but at the same time I th- I see what they were going for. I kind of wish it was a little less based around gating around those objectives because the best of that game, the best moments in that game are when you are in a pure flow state of dodging and mm-hmm. killing. Like everything else feels should feel kind of ancillary because the combo really builds up the more you are just focused on who is shooting at you and yeah. how do you shoot them. 
Right. And that is where I feel like it works the best. And when you're sitting there thinking like, all right, well, I have to go find these other three combo tokens and I have to make sure I do a grab trick when I do this one thing here. And it's like, that is not where the game shines. Yeah, or even some of the specialty stuff of like, okay, make sure you kill this enemy, three of these enemies in the air or uh, use the shotgun special um ability to kill these boss some boss some enemies are a little puzzle like you have yes. to do a couple of things to open them up for damage or they Stagger teleport them. around mm-hmm. yeah or they've, or they've got like a shield that pops up for yeah. 10 seconds you got to wait on and stuff like that there's a guy yeah. that teleports and one Ugh. of the objectives is that you have to try and kill him before he teleports which you can really yeah, only yeah, do I, with I, a pistol i just got that got so check that one off right before i came in here like i i am totally with you that the the core gameplay is one thing and doing all those objectives is another. And occasionally they frequently feel like they are kind of counter to each other. Yeah. So what I, so I got up to, um, I'm in the second tier. There's basically, um, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a, again, a ranked game, like a a running man style. I made it to the second bracket tier, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in, I'm in that level of stadium. I finished that tier. So you guys said that I didn't notice this, but there is actual gating for you have to complete enough yeah. objective. Yeah. When, objectives. I, when I finish the first like cup or league or heat or whatever you want to call yeah. it, it's it's four sets of four stages, and each one is like, oh, this is the beginners league, and then now you're in the intermediate league. Or yeah, whatever. But yeah, I was two objectives short of finishing that first cup when I got to the end oh, of it. Oh, wild! Was it say and it just says you need to go get and complete those challenges before you get, move on to the next? Okay. Tier. It's just it's just on that level select screen. It just on the next tier. It just says complete two more challenges to move on. And I had to just go back and find a couple that were not extremely annoying to bang out. It's so f- so. It's interesting you guys say that because when I saw that list, I was like, oh, that list. It, I wonder if they're gonna you know Mario Stars this thing or or whatever it is. You know, do you have to get enough of these things? But then I guess I had enough where I didn't even see it. And, mm-hmm. and so by the time I got there, I was like, oh, that's nice that they don't do that. You just can just play the game and not have to worry about these objectives because I had I had mostly stopped collecting them past the first two levels, but I guess I had banked enough to get them. But it's kind of a bummer to hear that they actually do stop your progression. To I, Again, some of them aren't that hard, but you do no. have to do multiple runs sometimes or, or have a good memory. Yeah, I, I, I just wish it was like the gating was not locked around that stuff like it would be neat if there were maybe some unlocks that came along as you did those objectives but like just the straight up like you cannot progress until you have done x number of challenges like it just feels like kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in the progression so i mean did you did you come up short at the end of the second league uh yeah i still have three i need to go back and do okay oh okay so uh, and some of them seem to get harder some of the yeah. oh yeah some of the par times were seemed tougher i died i i was in the middle of that second league so probably stage two or three uh, what's it was like the snowish one? There's like one. The third one in the first tier is the snow level, where that, you're like okay. kind of jumping yeah. through the windows, and and there's like two different like I like there's one where you're like wall riding across like a ski gondola. Oh feel- man, there are so many ways to go off the side of that level. <laughs> there and you are. lose ten. You lose ten percent of your health every time you do. Like oh, it's rough. I feel like that was the first one where I was like oh okay this this just got a little more dangerous all like very quickly. Yeah, this is kind of falling uh, apart a little bit. Yeah, then, like it, it gets to the point where it's so hard, I kind of couldn't pay attention to the objectives anymore. It was all I could do to because like there are snipers that train laser sights on you, and those change colors so you can time your dodge on those. There are like the riot shield guys who yeah. do a bunch of AOE like area denial stuff because they throw like mines everywhere. <laughs> but also they, they do, do a big slam attack like, that if you get too yeah, close to them, they'll just nail you. Yeah, they've got that ground pound, and now now it's now they're those, those teleporting enemies are there with those gigantic blue beams that they just paint <laughs> yeah. all over the ground, and that creates yeah. like 
fire that stays where they shoot and you have to avoid like it's a lot it's it gets a lot. really hectic and like you're just dodging left and right and like when you're just doing that and focusing on that it feels pretty awesome yeah um in a way in the way that like something like a boomerang x did for me last year mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's it is absolutely like a flow state kind of game but then yeah trying to bang out like oh i need to like i need to hit a jump right here and grab that token while like three guys are chasing me and i need to shoot down these rockets that are about to kill me you know what i mean and like, get ammo Right, and remember to do a trick at the last minute to get some ammo. Like, yeah. it, it gets, it's kind of like one thing too many. Like, the core of the game is really cool, but with that extra layer on top, like, it's kind of, it's a little busy, maybe. Yeah, I think, I, I think there's just, they needed a little bit of tuning in that regard. Because, again, I think the gameplay is very fun. Once you get a good feel for it, once you get into a good flow state, and once you kind of understand the way that you need to claw your hand to kind of do the, the tricks the right way, like, it... You know, I, I think it. I think it all fits together pretty well. I think they just added one layer too many of things you need to pay attention to to move on. I think I would be much backseat game design, uh-huh. but I think for me personally, I would have been much happier if they went by kind of neon white style par times instead of the checklist stuff. Where complete this combat puzzle in under a certain amount of time, and hey, get enough silvers, and then that's how we're gonna checkpoint you to to get you through because. I really like flowing through that game, like you guys have said, not to overuse it, but to kind of see how quickly I could get it done. And I think the checkpointing makes me spin in circles a bit to try and pull off a trick or to make sure I'm in the air when I'm trying to kill an enemy or, you know, dodge. I've got to dodge three more of these or I've got to use my pistols on this enemy. I feel like I burn time and I'm just like spinning in a circle trying to to get that stuff done. And and that's not my favorite part. Yeah, I think the one thing that... is good is that like none of the match times even when you're kind of like you know slugging along and just like kind of taking one guy out at a time like i think the longest match i had was five and a half minutes like it's not oh, the repeat I've, times. I've gone longer okay well like where, where i couldn't find the last you know uh, the last guy uh, somewhere what's well, the collectible usually like right. that last like one of them it was very early on on the first level i think it's like hidden behind the glass and i was like oh i gotta go back here and that and that's where it is um you know, and then the, I, the stuff they teach you, was it the acid drop? Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's kind of the one where down? you just kind of like drop in straight in on a ramp. <laughs> I didn't really use that. I haven't. Maybe I Other have to use that Other than for an more. objective they told me to do, I have not used that at all. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's neat. I got the grenade launcher. Is that is that in the second second cup? Uh, yes, you use the grenade launcher a fair amount in the second cup. And then there's another weapon that unlocks at the end of that one. Okay. It, it seems it almost seems like it's better. You're better off just playing through a bunch of levels and then going back because you can bring all those old weapons back to the earlier stages. Yes. Yeah. Or new, or new it, weapons. Do new the weapons minimum. You mean? I, yeah, I kind of yeah. wish the weapons were the thing they maybe locked behind the objectives instead of the progression. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. if you want this new gun, you need to have these ten cha- ten more challenges done, but you can still progress on. And it just means you can't do some of the objectives in the next level because some of them require that specific gun. I find I find, I find like the auto momentum a little weird, like the steering. So like it takes some getting used to. There yeah. are times when I'm like skating right toward the camera where I was. I, mean, I know this like in term in physics terms, this makes no sense, but I wish you had like a quick 180 move or something. So you could do because, that. Like you could do that. Dodge can turn you around, but I don't think it'll necessarily spin that camera around. Okay. Uh, I have definitely skated into an off-camera enemy with a bat a couple of times. Yeah, uh, yeah. or, and or just, like, skate into a wall or something. Like, like the yeah. turning radius is pretty wide. Yeah. And, like, if you get going the wrong way, like, you can you can kind of really just, like, 
kind of record scratch into stuff that you didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a lot. At least I am. Um, well, that wall ride adds another nice tool to your pocket where you can kind of quickly pop that off and your momentum will continue on a wall. Yeah. Same with yeah, the grinding. I, yeah. It, it, it's it, happened to me. It, it, it seems like the kind of game where you will see just like astonishing skill videos of people doing like wild stuff out there in another week or two. It's a thing that it's makes kinda, me wish it had multiplayer, though I understand with time slowing down mechanics, that makes things a lot more complicated. And it's got a very serious auto aim when you're in proximity, but you can f- try and fire off shots without the auto aim yeah. if, if you so desire with that slow time slowing. My down, only it, issue is that sometimes that aiming gets fixated on a like there's some mechs that show up at one point and they have like turret guns and mm-hmm. sometimes the aiming will lock on to the gun that is not facing you like if it's oh. turned to the side and I sometimes had a hard time getting it off that when I was trying. And so it might be because I was just not letting go of the slow motion or something. But hmm. it was having. Sometimes it would aim at things that I could not directly shoot with what I was using. I I think so far I I love all the pieces they have put into this puzzle or this whatever you want to this set this construction this murder game <laughs> this murder game. I there's a part. I think it's in the beginning of the second cup or maybe it's in the first where you're just walking around the TV studio for some flavor for the universe. Mm-hmm. And that part's great. Like you're, you're like the, the background stuff they've added, which doesn't seem necessary to the gameplay, but it really starts to flesh out what is going on with this dumb universe. Right. Because you start is, out the game like in horrible debt and that is why you are doing this. Yeah. you. I mean, yeah, you can read through the, player characters emails and stuff like like she has taken out a like roughly $350,000 loan to Mm -hmm. enter this tournament and now has that debt to pay off and like it's set in 2030 it's like clearly a a growing police state because there's like a protest movement in the background that far off yeah yeah fair um you see in like newspaper headlines and stuff there is like a growing protest movement against i'm not clear it's privatized they privatized the police yeah, there's like some privatized police i don't know if that has anything to do with the league that you're in so or i think not, it's though. the same is it, owners? Is, it all the, is it all the same corporation i think so and then the, the news <laughs> are being the, asked to cover the cover the roller drome tournament instead of the right. um uh the protest and then there's a whiteboard which is very running man of which looks like them trying to come up with angles to cover the story like like gin up this drama between this character and this character yeah. mm-hmm. and, and don't do this and it's like you, i like that stuff you can you can move your post-it note i don't know if you saw oh you i did move, not you can, <laughs> you can grab your, the, the post-it note with your name on it on that board and put it in a different spot in terms of their story oh i wonder does that have any uh, gameplay implications? i don't know i, don't think I didn't so. like I, I i think it's probably just something fun you can do okay but like that's yeah, neat it seems like you're gonna get one of those scenes per cup like you're at and maybe maybe one at the end or something like the storytelling is very spare but i'm mm-hmm. curious curious if it's going anywhere interesting yeah there's one other character that keeps popping up in notes that you get the sense is going to try that's very good that's like the running champ that seems like they want to take this whole thing down from the inside that's the, that's the at least what i'm getting at unless there's some that was my thing. vibe as well yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see i like that stuff a lot um i don't know how long this one is going to wind up being but Unless it unless it opens up more or gets extremely complicated or those checkpoints get get pretty tough, I mean, it does get harder from tier to tier. Like I found that the like jump f- from tier one to tier two to be significant, not impossible, but significant. Yeah, yeah that's tough. But there are four cups, right? Or four four yeah. tiers. Yeah. So we'll see. Roller Drome. It is uh, thirty bucks out on uh, the PlayStation consoles or on PC. But right now, if you're getting it on Steam, it's actually twenty bucks. They have like a. I, I checked this out right before I got on. 
and uh pretty pretty steep discount for launch so if you're interested you can check it out on steam on the pc um or on the playstation yeah i, I keep having to remind myself that this is roll seven the ollie ollie world <laughs> developer yes yeah is it their internal one of their internal studios I assume because Roll Seven does some publishing too. I think. Oh, hmm. okay. Well, this was put out by Private Division. The okay, 2K so then, well, I guess label. it is them. Yeah. Uh, I know when I was looking this up. Also, um, I didn't check this out on my uh, on my account, but uh, it wanted me to uh, get in on a game trial. I had not seen this before. I'm just going to read what it said on PSN. Subscribe to PlayStation Plus Premium to play a one-hour full game trial. Uh, it's the first time I had seen that. Yeah, that's that's part of the new kind of higher tier PlayStation Plus okay. stuff that I've already forgotten the names of. <laughs> right, right. I don't blame you. PlayStation uh, Plus Excellent. Right. And that's part of their trial thing that we had talked about that time. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time I've seen it, actually. I, I mean, maybe I just haven't been logged in or something, but it was interesting. All right. Roller Drome. Mm-hmm. That is out now. I like it. It's, it takes a little getting used to on the controls, I think. Um, and, you know, we talked about all the things that I, Maybe getting some of the way of, the, of that fun, but I think it's neat. I'm glad it exists. Yeah. Roller drum. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about Cult of the Lamb. We have all put some hands on Lamb, uh, and we'll be right back to talk about that. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My god. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander, rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back. And now, a game we talked a bit about last time. Alex, you uh, Mm -hmm. um, led us off with Cult of the Lamb. You uh, touched some of this last week, played some of it. It's a game where... Uh, one would say it's a mix between, let's say, Hades kind of dungeon running and some dark Animal Crossing uh, villager sacrificing. Well, let's know. call it a cult management sim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some some cult management. I played a bunch of this. Brad, you played a bunch of this now. I really like this game. I um, 
have some issues with it, but for me, this is the Animal Crossing I can get into. This yeah. is what I want. I believe I, like, I I said last time I call I called it pretty good. I think I'm ready to upgrade it to pretty great. Okay, Brad, what do you some, think? Some, some Harvest Moon, some Stardew Valley. There's like farming, and you know, <laughs> yeah, you have to manage manage your cultists' hunger and how sick they are because there is vomit and feces all over your. Oh yeah, and spiders base. and yeah, you clean. Oh, I haven't seen the spiders yet. They're at night. They yeah. come out, only come out at night, mostly. So, um, you know, actually, maybe it's more like a don't starve-ish. It's got like yeah, a don't yeah. starve mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's a bunch of resources and, like, what is the term for, like, stuff like hunger and, like, faith is another metric. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, there's like hunger, there's faith. If your cult's faith gets too low, they start getting pissy or leave or whatever. A bunch of meters. Keep yeah, full. there's, like, meters to track. There's upkeep, I guess, upkeep, is the word yeah. I'm looking for. And all so, that upkeep is kind of happening in between when you are going on these runs where I'll you are see. going through levels and trying to take down these heretics. You're looking at it the wrong way, man. That stuff's happening in between me trying to keep the meters up. I think yeah. the management stuff is better than the runs, but that is that is the structure, is that you progress by going on the runs and taking down these heretics, and then you mm. come back and you make all your little people happy. So, so I, th- I think all the different modes of play, you might say, uh-huh. are... The loops... Are are totally fine for the amount of time they occupy. Yes, mm. I think if any one of them had been like a whole game, it would be like no. <laughs> I think that like 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 a run a run a dungeon runs like ten minutes maybe, and that is exactly well maybe they get longer. They get longer because you you can kind of after you beat a boss you can jump back in and keep going. Um, after like the the set kind of the set almost um inscription like structure of the dungeon runs you can keep going after where the boss would be you can keep pers- going oh do you mean you have to beat the first of the four like big bosses yeah after you take okay, that okay. a god yeah. okay so i haven't quite beaten that first major boss yet leshy um, and again mm-hmm, to go yeah. back to the inscription style stuff yeah that that really threw me i was like is leshy like a figure from mythology i'm not aware must of or be. is this just a really strange coincidence yeah, um must be but uh Oh, yeah, it's from Slavic mythology, it turns okay. out. Um, is, is it some agricultural or... Forest like, deity. Forest? Okay. That makes, sense. that makes more sense now. Yeah, like, I, like the combat is fine, but it's pretty simplistic. Yeah, you basically it's, have, like, you know, you have your melee attacks and you have your ranged attacks. But um, but they, they do, um, it's Hades, it's Hades-like where at the beginning of a level you will be given the weapon that you're going to be using and given the magic you're going to be using... And those things have different properties based on the kind of family they come from. So some are necrotic, some are um, some will uh, spawn um, a ghost when you hit somebody. Some mm-hmm. will do uh, extra damage. That I I prefer the axes that just do heavy damage over like the, the fast daggers or even the gauntlets that do typical a big last hit. I do. It's so typical. Uh, and I always get bummed out when there's a dagger out there. And I'm like, man, I can't oh. wait to get rid of this thing. I like poison damage. That's poison, fine. Poison, poison dagger is like my go-to if I can get it. Yeah, poison damage. Poison dagger is good because the the it hits on uh, a percentage hit, and that thing hits a lot. So that's nice. But so that's the, my biggest grief with the combat. Actually, is the visual language of the combat. I find the screen very hard to read. Yeah, uh, I, I was just thinking the same thing this morning when I was playing it. That the player character needs some kind of highlight on them or something that makes them look distinct. It and does kind a of wad blend. of. 
like a wad of like eight enemies and stuff exploding around you and everything, it's very easy to lose yourself. Well, and especially because there's a number of enemies that have like wind up attacks. And when mm -hmm. a bunch of them are kind of going at once, it's sort of hard to know like which way to dodge and who to focus on, especially when you are in a big cloud of dust and other shit going on. And there are foreground objects. There's foreground art that can sometimes yes. fade in and out. Almost all of which is are. destructible, but the thing is you're not going to have time to run over there and like cut that grass down before that battle starts. Uh, I don't even mean the, the, the arena art. I oh, mean, you're talking stuff. about like the buildings and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. stuff that will like, you know, it'll go transparent when it's in the way, but some, it, sometimes it won't. It's just, I can find it a little hard to read. There is a very, where I'm at in the game... There's a certain amount of bullet hell that'll happen sometimes with enemies, uh -huh. but you, you have a pretty invincible dodge roll, so you, you can get out of it a lot. And the enemies mostly blink just bright white before they do their uh, attack. But that all being said, there's a lot going on on the screen sometimes as you're trying to pull off a combo and, and get going. I've yeah. had a little bit of trouble getting through that, though not a terribly difficult time. It's been frustrating getting hit when I didn't think I was going to get hit. Uh, the other thing that on the management side is... I feel like I'm constantly in the hole on things like wood or uh, gold and just I've unlocked so much more than I can build at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I just need those resources, which you get a decent amount of resources from a run, uh, but you use them up quickly, especially gold. You'll just burn through the gold very quickly mm -hmm. um, and you can sell extra stuff, but I'm making food and everybody's vomiting all the time and just pooping. Nobody likes my food. It's, but there's kind of fun stuff going on where you, your villagers will once in a while be like, you should feed this guy poop. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's telling the very first meal you unlock to cook for your villagers. Like the status effect on it is something like 25% chance to make the diner defecate immediately. Yeah, mm -hmm. The berry, the berry. Upon eating. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, they're off on those odds. It happens a mm. lot more often than that. <laughs> uh, I've I've got outhouses built now though that you maybe want them to poop a lot because you can then use the poop for fertilizer. Well, you can do that so, anyway, even if you don't have that. But like you well, still have so to clean it up manually. You have to clean it up manually. So now it's all collected in the outhouse. And the nice thing, the thing that really started selling me on some of those mechanics is, I'm pretty much automated on the farm now. the The villagers will water, reseed, and I'm I'm one unlock away from them collecting the plants or the 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 produce from the the, mm. the the farm, which is super nice so that it just runs continuously. thing I don't like is you can build an independent mine or wood shop, let's just say, to, to generate wood or, or uh, rock, and those run out. So you have to rebuild those every once in a while, and oh, okay. that kind of stinks. Um, and so that, I don't like that. I wish they, they just kind of stayed there. You just can kinda... get a decent number of those resources when you're just doing the runs as yeah. long as you just kind of knock everything out while you're in the stage. But like, yeah, I mean, you definitely are going to need those systems running in the background, too, at a certain point. I've got villagers. They get old. They die. I am trying to run a very my cult is called the House of Smiles, and I'm trying to run a, a very nice cult. I've, I've been ma I'm married twice now. Uh, both of my partners are still alive. I gave them both the charm that makes them live longer. Um, I, you know, you, when you make a follower super happy, you get a fragment of like, um, for all intents and purposes is like a commandment stone, right? It looks like the 10 commandments. And if you get all three fragments, you can put a new, um, uh, edict or, uh, I forget what they call them, uh, in the game, but it's, you can make a new rule. And they doctrine. Usually, doctrine, yes, mm -hmm. sorry. And, and so like, they're usually 
very binary in terms of the good one and the evil one and the kind of less evil one. So one will be like, um, all right, I want to make a doctrine in there's four categories. There's uh, basically food resources, death and life, work ethic, and maybe worship is the other one. And so if you go into the death and life one, one will be like, your your followers get psyched when you sacrifice someone. They they believe that sacrifice is for the greater good. And the other one, opposing one, will be like, your villager, your followers uh, are okay. They think there's an afterlife now, so they feel like when somebody dies and they see that, it's okay. They believe they've ascended to a thing. So I chose that one. There's one where you can either marry or uh, 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 I forget what the opposite end of that one was. You can marry someone or or most of them are just sacrifice or kill somebody mm-hmm. on the other side of it. And so I've been mostly leaning on the like, you know, this is I'm trying to go for a little bit more benevolent leader here. Um, you can feed people who have died to the other people, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is if that's the culture going for, that's the culture going for. Bloody um, man, go for the corpse pit. I no the corpse pits the the burial mound. Uh, oh. I think the other one is basically when they die, you make food out of them, uh, and so did not go in that direction. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like a waste of resources to me. And they say, you know, this could be a waste of meat, and it's like, man, <laughs> I do need some meat. Um, it's interesting. Like I find that stuff interesting with the, with the doctrines. They have a kind of after you beat a major boss, you get their heart and you get a permanent upgrade. You get to choose one of four permanent upgrades or four, four bosses, at least four bosses listed there. Uh, and you get a, a, a permanent upgrade. So you can get an extra heart. You can get a teleport out of a dungeon. If you want it, there's some other things in there. Uh, you collect other pieces, other rune fragments to try and get, um, your cloak, your fleece. You can get upgrades for that. There's a lot of upgrades, a lot of trees, a lot of yeah treadmills, I guess I would say. A lot of places to sink resource, resource yeah. sinks. Um, yes, a lot. There are rituals that you collect bones to do, which can kind of pump up your fervor. It's it's The management stuff I actually I dig, uh, and I think they have a decent balance between having to go back out into the dungeons to get those resources or... People get pretty excited when you come back. I've had to put some people in jail because they became heretics for my religion, and it's kind of tough to re-educate them. Or you could just sacrifice them. It's your you choice. Put, put them to the torch. You could. You and Send them you, out on a missionary there's assignment. Some, there's you only could. one fate awaits unbelievers, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting how you're on a run. I, I can already see myself maybe doing another run where it's like, oh, I'm just going pure. That's it. You 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 become, you become go against the uh, the House of Smiles. You go You get the knife. I, uh, I named I named my cult Stankonia, which looks amazing <laughs> in that font uh, that pops up every time you re-enter your cult land. That's pretty good. It's Alex, pretty did you name your cult? Yeah, named it the it? Cargo Cult. <laughs> okay. I was gonna call it the Cargo Shorts Cult, but unfortunately, I don't think you can put your cult members in cargo shorts. Uh, you know, there are a lot of options for. Uh, I let everybody come in as they are, but you can rename all your followers or and give them some uh, aesthetic options when they come in as well. It's it's neat. I like it a lot. I I want to kind of chew through it. It I've died, I've died two or three times. The penalty's not so bad. No, when you die, you keep most of this. I think you keep the stuff that you collect when you're some on of a run. You, yeah, you lose some of it, and you get like five percent um, drop in faith. Uh, people people don't like it too much, but, but it's, it's pretty not easy to like build them back up. You just get back behind that pulpit and you start yelling some shit, and they're like <laughs> they're all good. Yeah. Hey, is, are the sermons on cooldown? Is that how they gate that? Because I it, it, every day. once in a while it'll be yeah, oh, is it day. once a day? Okay. Yeah. It, that's a day. The there are a lot of cooldowns though. The rituals are on cooldowns and yeah. the um 
think the, the doctrines, doctrines are as well. Are, yeah, are on a cooldown as well. Um, and and you can do kind of a benedictions or um, you can go up to each person and basically give them a boost if you want, and that's once a day as well. Reeducate somebody who's been in the stocks is once a day, and you open up other areas on the map. There's an overworld map, and you'll you open up some other. There's fishing in the game. Mm-hmm. It's not that engaging, but it's in there. I mean, it's um, it's a way to get food. Yeah, it's got um. Gosh, I think it's most similar to um uh uh Zelda fishing. I would say. Yeah, where, like you're uh, trying to keep the hook in. Like there's a vertical meter, and there's like a green zone that kind of moves yeah. up and down. And you want to try and keep the hook in that zone as much as possible. Is that Ocarina had that? I can't remember. But God, if, it's it, been a long time. But I, I, it yeah. is definitely different than like say Animal Crossing fishing. It is not that. It's, it's the thing where you want to hold the button and your hook shoots up and it overshoots it and then you yeah. got to release it and that whole thing. So that's in the game and there's some other stuff. There's a dice game in, in there, buried in there. Uh, Knuckle Bones, if you want to play play that. Um, yeah, you know, I keep beating I, that old man at Knuckle Bones. <laughs> you can start wagering some money. He retired just so he could play Knuckle Bones and then I keep coming up there and whipping his ass over and over again. Uh, what did I just unlock recently? Oh, not too long. There's a mind control for mushrooms. You, you can you can get um, somebody teaches you a ritual that's like you use these mushrooms to get mind control over mm-hmm. your. It locks in your fervor or your your, uh, your faith for three days. Locks it in so it doesn't move. But then people can get real sick afterward. Um, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Uh, so it's I, it's it's, it's a were, neat game. Like it's my got, kids were watching it, and I think it is satirical enough where they weren't creeped out by the satanic nature of the whole thing i mean it's not the satanic nature of the thing that bothers me though i guess that sort of thing wouldn't bother me anyway it's more (laughs) that just like hey do you have a sense of humor about the concept of cults and religion Mm. because if you don't there is nothing for you here because all this is is riffing on that shit yeah it's there's a lot of that yes your mileage will definitely vary by your association or relationship with that material yeah i'll just say right now if you are a cult survivor this is not the sensitive portrayal you are maybe looking for no this is cartoonish to uh the nth degree um so yeah it's you know you are you are also if we didn't mention this if you didn't catch it from last time you are starting a cult for an imprisoned god that mm-hmm. you are not really quite sure what the relationship is. You could be the darkest, most evil force. I assume there is. that I am. I just went yeah. into this assuming that actually I am the anti, <laughs> not Christ, but whatever their their figure yeah. is here. Yeah. So, so you have to you have to kill like the four bishops that imprisoned this the underworld god. Yeah. Uh, in in order to uh, unleash said god. Would you put money on not fighting that thing that you are currently serving at the end of the game? Like, they, there's no way. There's no way this game any ends any other consider- way than you now having to fight the thing you just freed. Considering right? how many video games are about fighting and killing and replacing God, uh, that's almost assuredly what happens. I'm guessing they have been in a couple of cutscenes. They have mentioned some f- even f- bigger father figure, like a. There's a always thing. a god above the other gods. Yeah, like uh, there was one cutscene that could be like mangling the 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 gist of it seemed to be like, do we tell? Do we tell this? Do we tell whatever? We handle this on our own. Don't wake them up. Uh, so I, but yes, Brad, I, I probably I also agree. Like on its face, at some point you will probably have to fight this thing to either become that god truly mm-hmm. or to uh, redeem it. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. I I will probably go with this uh further because 
while I do find some of the grind on it in the, I don't love the combat stuff to get the resources. I just want to manage my little followers. I don't know why this phrase just entered my head. I'm not the Holy Father. I'm the Holy Father that stepped up. <laughs> okay. That's who right. you are. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did what I had to do. Yeah. Uh, Put that on a t-shirt, I'm, sell it on Facebook. A little, a little long for an episode title, but I'll <laughs> yeah. give it a shot. Um, so that that is um, a Cult of the Lamb. That's available pretty much across the board there, though uh, uh, 25 bucks is, I think, is a good price for that one. What, what are you playing it on? I'm playing it on PlayStation. I'm on PC. Okay. I, I also am on PlayStation. It's a little chunky on there. It, uh, only it, on the it, transitions between it, days, it really it seizes up seizes. a little bit here and there. I've, I've heard the Switch version is pretty rough okay. performance-wise. I have not seen any of that with the PC version. Um, yeah, as not, it transitions between days, it just locks for yeah. a good five seconds or so. Yeah, they only sent out PC codes prior to release. It seems like PC maybe have gotten got most of the attention. Uh, there, there's like a roadmap option right there on the title screen. It seems like yeah. they're going to add more stuff to it. it yeah. It's neat. It's, it's a neat like pick-up-and-play thing. It's mm-hmm. like... You could do two loops, you know, you do a dungeon run and do some management, do another dungeon run and some more management and then just turn it off and like you've had a decent 30 minutes. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I, that's why I keep coming back to it is because I feel like the investment is relatively small. Like the loops are fun. Like, honestly, this is probably one of my favorite things I've played this year so far. Like, granted, it's been that kind of year, but like, I feel like even like this would probably hang out near the bottom of my top 10, even on like a very stacked year. Pulled me out of Elden Ring. Yeah. Pulled me out. They said it couldn't be done. It was done, it though. It can't be done. They did it. Let's talk, let's talk about Elden Ring. I mean, I knew it was coming eventually. I'm still playing Elden Ring. Of course you are. So, You're going to be playing Elden Ring until fucking <laughs> ti- the end of time, my friend. I still think that game is fantastic. It's, again, maybe one of my favorite Souls games, and I'm going to call it a Souls game. I know you're very fond f- of those, so that does carry some weight. A From game is probably a better way to say it. Uh, I maybe have lost a little steam. In the, uh, in the like, oh my gosh, this whole area, huh? <laughs> you know, like one of those, like, I just did a lot of this game. You want to put more in front of me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe lost a little steam just on what's being set out, but also the threads or the, let's say the die are starting to be cast for endings. And I think there are multiples of them. And so I'm having to start, I, mean, I think I'm, I'm getting along a path where I'm starting to lock into a groove of like, okay. If you want this, if you want to keep going on this quest, you're going to commit to this end game. And, you know, I don't know if I'm there yet. I, I don't really know. It's it's such a daunting task to think, would I have to play this all again to see something else? Because I don't know if that's going to happen, but I would yeah. just watch it on YouTube at that point. Oh, yeah. No, that's show. that's the that's the play. Um, Do you feel like you feel like there's still a lot of map you haven't uncovered? Oh, that's the part that kind of maybe took some steam out when I was like, Oh, the one now? Like I got up to a new part and it was just this expanse opened up and was like, I'll put this down. I'll put you down for a little bit. And, uh, you know, sometimes games are long. (laughs) I like everything I'm doing in it. It's just some stuff is hard and exhausting. And then you're like, whoo, let's no, not going to celebrate. Just going to open up a whole other area over here. The nice thing is a lot of the stuff I've seen when I've looked at, um, some of the guides for things I'm looking for are in this area. This seems like a major area mm-hmm. of like, oh, okay, a lot of the quests you're doing are on hold until you get to this area. So this area now is, is uh, but I'm feeling good. I like my build. 
I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the build I have. I'm ready to switch out of that uh, off of that fang now. I'm building up my katanas and uh, starting to get more into bleed damage and and you know, um, there's a lot. There's just a lot of mutability in that game that is not apparent in the very beginning that can really supplement. You sometimes I have felt in the past locked into the points system in a from game where it's like, okay, you're dropping these points in. This is your build now. And the talismans and the physics or the, the flask you have can really augment your build in a way that allows you to work outside of what you have dropped all your points into. You can get talismans that just boost your strength or your equip load for a part of the game. You need it. And that's, I love that. I, lo- I love that there are, or give you more arcane or intelligence. And I love that about Elden Ring because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like, um, even aside from the respecking, I just need to do this for this part. This boss right. is killing me. I just need heavier armor. I'm going to put on this stuff. I'm just going to wear this heavier armor for this thing. Um, or I don't have enough magic to cast this thing, but if I drink this potion, it costs me nothing to cast for three to four seconds. And so I can cast this awesome spell That's or summon. That's all I need, baby. That's all but, I need. But it is good about encouraging stuff you never, th- you, stuff you never thought you would do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never thought I would put bleed on a sword until I couldn't <laughs> beat that goddamn boss. And then it was like, oh, wait, if I, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, yes, it, it's good at encouraging different play styles. It's good at that. And it, it makes, it makes me feel not locked out of stuff or it makes me feel like, you know, if I'm really banging my head against the boss and some of them are pretty, pretty tough. You've got a lot of options out there. I don't know. I don't remember exactly the conversation about Elden Ring when it came out, but I in my in my memory, I feel like some people said they had taken the difficulty down or felt that they had taken the difficulty down from a from game, typical from game. And I don't necessarily think that's for me that's necessarily the case. I just feel like there are a lot more options out there. Uh the summons, the ashes, the talismans allow you to tip the fight in your favor a bit more and that i really appreciate a lot of that like um you know i'm i'm gonna cast my scar scarlet rot i'm gonna call in uh, uh black knife tish or whatever they need to pronounce it that that assassin she's gonna go tear him up do bleed damage i'm gonna sit in a corner and just run around and heal for a while until you know that kind of stuff is i i like it mm. it's, it's a it's really interesting so elden ring still up there Maybe I'm gonna finish yeah. this game. I think hearing, you're gonna hear hearing, hearing you rave about this makes me wish I had made that choice instead of the Horizon choice. <laughs> Horizon's like, still great. Nothing I think against Horizon, but I think I think Elden Ring would be propelling me through in a way that game is not. <laughs> I think Horizon, though, you'll have. Um, I feel like you'll have a good sense of accomplishment in beating it because it is yes. a, a finishable thing. Where this yes. just feels like it is. I mean, I'm I'm closing in on 90 hours now, and it feels like, oh my gosh, you just opened up this whole area. <laughs> like, holy guacamole, how many things am I going to do in here? So, at least Horizon, you're going to hit a story point where you're like, I finished the game, and I'm good there. Um, where Elden Ring might have a credits roll, but I feel like you never truly Holy guacamole is maybe the most dad thing you have said on this podcast in yeah? quite some time. Okay. Because in no, my I'm mind, not. I've only ever heard that come out of the mouth of Homer Simpson. <laughs> Holy <Okay>. guacamole! <laughs> I'm going full Homer. Great. I love it. You gotta start it's, wearing blue pants. Uh, 
Sure. Yes. I've probably had one pair of blue pants in my life. They were probably cargo pants, if that counts. Yeah. Uh, but he wears a white polo, and I don't know. Yeah, no, that's polo. that's not a good look. All right. Uh, anything else we want to say games-wise before uh, we... Yeah? I downloaded Fortnite. Ooh, you want to get that Goku. Is know, that why you downloaded I... Fortnite? Not really. Okay. It's more of, it's more of like a, just a t- persistent cultural suggestion. Like Fortnite. Everybody, everybody I know is playing a lot of Fortnite lately, and since they took the building out, it seems like it might be a video game that I could play, and I don't know. So Am do I you, ever going to launch that thing? I don't know. Did they take so it down out, it or is that just it. a separate okay. mode now? It's a different mode. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I, you absolutely can play straight up, you know, turning six, six 90s or whatever you do in mm-hmm. the building mode, but um, everybody I know, I think, is playing the just pure shooter mode at this point. I hear good things. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I saw, a don't know. I saw a picture of Goku in a car and then jumping out with a fucking AK-47, so that sounds all right. I mean, they've gone so hard in that direction yeah. that I can't help but respect it. Like, it is just, it is just like the most crass, like, shameless, you know, conglomeration of corporate branding under one umbrella that I have ever seen, but they go so hard that, like, fucking whatever. That's the thing that's amazing about it, though, is the fact that these rights holders keep signing off on the facts, like, you want to give our characters fucking AKs? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Have fun. I think, what is it? Is it just, like, Fortnite, 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 Fort wrong. Uh, Fortnite has just enveloped a the world in a way that if somebody comes to you and it says, "Do you want your peaceful character? Do you want your uh, Ferrari in our game with a with a AK forty seven? Ferrari is like, well, it's it's Fortnite. Yeah, it's, I, it know. Is, I mean, I can't Fortnite. really say no to that. That's like free money. Yeah, it's like well, and then somebody's like, "Can we put a scratch on your Ferrari if it runs into a wall in our racing game?" No, definitely not. No, no but no it can definitely carry around a rocket launcher. <laughs> but, it, but it could do some sick headshots. Yeah. So, like, I think Fortnite just must have hit some cultural threshold where it can do. Oh, for sure. oh it did that a while ago, just, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it can just do all of that stuff, and you know, it's one thing leads to another. Uh, where when they're like, "Well, you know who's in?" You know, Marvel's all in, yeah. and. You know, we, we got, and look, you're not going to put Goku in here? Well, Marvel's in. Marvel cares about their brand. I mean, it feels like the mission statement here is that eventually every single fictional character you've ever heard of will find their way into Fortnite and we will hand them a gun. Fictional? Yes. Why stop there? Well, no, I mean, that's the starting point. And once you've exhausted all of that, that's when you start going through the phone book and just adding every person you've ever, ever heard of. <laughs> Every I can't. I can't wait until like political candidates are trying to get their Fortnite skins. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, are we, has that not happened? Not yet. Are they going? Are they going to attempt to sell a dark Brandon skin in like a year and a half? <laughs> you tell me. If that's right, if that's really, that, I might be then. done with video games at that point. Yeah, that no, might be the I'm, end of it for me. I am. I am with you. Uh, I listen. Fortnite's an easy target. It's maybe an appropriate target. But that doesn't mean that people have not had a lot of fun in Fortnite. No, and yeah. A yeah. lot of people I've talked to, I feel like the the narrative is is quote, I went into Fortnite begrudgingly, but now I play Fortnite all the time. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I yeah. I call it video game McDonald's all the time, and I do mean that like slightly derisively. But the yeah, thing that's is, a good, yeah, sure. Guess what? Millions and millions of people keep eating McDonald's no matter what. Yeah. So, sometimes you want a Big Mac. Sometimes you want a fried apple pie. Yeah. 
It's maybe not good for your health, but sometimes you would just want it. Just because I know what the pink goo is doesn't mean I'm not going to eat a chicken McNugget. And just because, you know, I don't, you know, just I, 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 I don't like Goku, but I think it's really funny that they gave Goku a gun. I think that's I mean, really fun- funny. It's funny to see the Goku, like when Goku dances, a victory dance, or does like his He's victory dabbing. poses. Yes, that to me, all that stuff is hilarious. I think I'm the only thing I'm actually tired about with Fortnite now is probably the the Fortnite narrative narrative of like, oh man, Fortnite's really good. I'm like, yeah, totally. Fortnite's good. Like, it, like yeah, it's that's fine. It. It's a fine game. It's fine. Yeah, like the what little I I've like played some- of it, I enjoyed, but I just do not have that cultural pull to use it as a social hub the way that most people who play that game a lot do. I do not look down my nose at Fortnite. The only thing I will say I'm looking at at Fortnite is uh like the warning signs on Fortnite. Like mm, Fortnite is a big huge powerful thing mm-hmm. that can throw a lot of weight around with Epic in the video game space and uh, I'm gonna. You guys listen up because I'm gonna say something here. But by all means, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, uh, Spider-Man in Fortnite said that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's right before the, shooting someone with an AK-47 and then doing damage. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's probably where I'm at with Fortnite now. Is like, okay, Fortnite, you have the you have this thing. Where or how are you going to use it? What? trends are you going to set how are we going to steer this thing i mean my my personal attachment to this is when they bought harmonics i'm like okay you better you better treat them right okay you better be good to them i know they're gonna make your concerts but you better let them keep making that rock band stuff in fact if you wanted to manufacture some hardware that'd be fucking great so when you get stuff like epic you know this is a little aged now but epic fighting apple yeah whoever wins we lose (sighs) It's just a little, you know, Epic has Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. It's a giant cudgel they can use to kind of do things. And you I know, mean, look, these are giants are. just delivering haymakers above all us little people. Right. And then Fortnite is very popular, makes a lot of money, makes a lot of gaming decisions. We see a lot of games follow Fortnite. You know, uh, speaking of uh, harmonics and epics, uh, Grant from Seattle wrote into the email address eight days ago to say that Dropnix has been removed from the App Store. Uh. Which I had not heard. I hadn't heard of that either, but I also have not loaded up Dropnix in a very long time. Uh, I guess that doesn't fully surprise me because I bet there were probably music licensing things that needed to be renewed and they just decided not to do it. Sure. Hmm. Because they have Fuser, yeah. and Fuser is, you know, yeah. in, in effect, a version of Dropmix. Yes, Grant, Grant ended, this, ended this email by, uh, by saying, it raises the question, will Fuser support also end in a couple of years? How's Fuser doing? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think it was ever a big success. I think it did okay, but... I liked it, yeah. but I, 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 I haven't touched uh, it. Yeah, like, of the recent Harmonix stuff, it definitely was the thing that I saw the most chatter about, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if it had a lot of staying power. Actually, I don't know what the lot of detail on that thing was, yeah. Yeah, I should boot it up. I forgot all about Fuser. It's still a good game. It is still a very yeah. good game. It is a better tool set than it is a game, but it is still fun. Yeah, uh, I will say, let's see. Ooh, wow, they put out a lot of DLC for that, didn't they? They were doing weekly for a while there. I don't know if they still are, but they were. Three. Yeah. Uh, uh, grain of salt. I mean, this is fuzzy data, I guess, but not a ton of user reviews for Fuser on Steam. Hmm. Fuser reviews. Which people, 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 yes, Fuser reviews. People take take that as some sign of a game's install base. All right. So fuse it or lose it. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, they're still keeping coming. I still I, don't have a good title yeah, here. Fuser, just what you got. Fuser or lose it's not bad. Uh, so, Fuser review is quite good, yeah. but I think when it's not spoken out loud, the joke doesn't come across. Fuser mm. illusion. Okay. Two. Mm. Uh, I'm a Fuser baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> so why don't you? Mm. So why? It's a Fuser uh, episode. That is uh, that is mm, okay. Way too old. Uh, nobody does Beck references anymore. Nobody's gonna. Dude, Harmonix just put out a Beck pack a couple of months ago for Rock Band. There you go. Beck's back. Great. Beck's back. There's your title. Mm -hmm. Beck's Beck's back. You do the oldest reference you can. Beck's back, baby. All right. Um, let's take a break here. We're gonna get back with some news. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, and I was doing some coding, and then I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer. Likely story. Uh huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast. That's what enough. they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD, problemless, on the hotel Wi-Fi, and they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And here we are. It is the middle of August. We've got a Madden around the corner. Not necessarily the hottest time for news to be breaking. News that is expected, let's say, to be breaking in the video game industry. But there is still some out there. Brad Shoemaker, what has your news net caught? What are we, a week from Gamescom, I believe? Maybe two at most. I think that is next week actually uh yes late next week indeed maybe we'll get some actual stuff although jeff keely has been out there kind of hedging on that again as well it sounds like in terms of what you might see there anyway uh thq nordic did a um showcase you might call it yeah uh, this past week with a couple of interesting things there is an actual proper Alone in the Dark remake on the way, it seems. Or reimagining, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, reimagining, yes. Uh, which, do we have any Alone in the Dark fans here? Only uh, the Christian Slater film. Good, that's where I was going <laughs> to go. I, I, that, that original Alone in the Dark, I, I would say I'm a fan. 
Like, did you uh, play it? Like I kind of, for some reason, I had a, f- a hunch that you might have actually played the original. Yeah, I, did not. I mean, it was like adventure gameish. You know, not point and yeah. click adventure gameish, but it was like it's, you know, third person. I, would, I mean, I I might be corrected if people think I'm wrong here. I always felt a little bad for Alone in the Dark because it felt like it got re- out Resident Evil by Resident Evil. Like it kind of did Resident Evil before that came out. Right? You're saying it got left alone in the dark. Yes, that's exactly. Maybe it. maybe my memory is wrong, but I always found it like less Resident Evil in my memory, less Resident Evil and more Alan Wake. You know, like maybe, but that could just be a flashlight. <laughs> that could just sure, be that might be a memory thing. of using a flashlight. I don't remember it being as actiony, actiony gunslinging as resident evil but maybe it's just because the character was not like a cop like it's i don't know i, I don't really I, remember what that character was it's just a guy in a coat if i remember correctly it's, yeah it's, it's kind of more like lovecraftian right I think yeah that's what it's going for i'm not sure I, I, again i've never played any of those games but i my my perception of them was always like it did not always hit the things it was aiming for and they they came back like what 10 years ago or so that's that's part of the reason i feel bad for it is that they kind of tr- try to keep making it happen making it happen again yeah. and again like it's like ryan like it, did like, a alone in the dark yes review or something right yes i, I vaguely remember that yeah like it, it feels like they keep trying to make it a thing in the survival horror world and it just kind of never quite catches <laughs> i mean if uve uh, bowl couldn't popularize it who can hmm. you know they made two Fair. of those movies with Christian Slater? No, he was not in the second one. The second one was direct to video. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I I just looked this up to confirm that I'm not insane. And I, again, I've never actually played that original game. But it was it was a like tank controls horror game, basically. Is okay. Is what I, is what I meant about it being kind of pre Resident oh. Evil, Resident Evil. Okay. Like it kind of did that thing first, and then, but it never quite. I mean, it was it was like reasonably popular. Anyway, that is a lot of prattle about a somewhat notable survival horror or uh, a franchise that is there's coming back now being remade yeah, yeah. reimagined yes uh, they showed some footage that it looks like a third person horror shooter <laughs> it really, perhaps, really yeah it really does perhaps you've seen them yeah um i should go I back know. and look at that original one my memory of it is probably so conflated with eight thousand other games at this point like it's that original one is well like early 2000s no 92 jesus okay that's so a long, long time ago. ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, but you're totally right. I was watching the trailer for that, uh, the footage that came out, and yeah, that looks like third person. That looks like Resident Evil mm-hmm. with a fedora. Yeah. Enemies have got a real necromorph looking Dead Space kind of thing going on. Anyway, mm-hmm. on the biggest the biggest thing out of this whole THQ thing to me it was the revelation that Three Fields Entertainment is making a new game. Brad, who is Three Fields Entertainment? Three Fields Entertainment, uh, founded by Alex Ward and Fiona Sperry of Criterion. Mm-hmm. Veterans of Burnout. <laughs> I've heard of it. Um, who made, like, what, five games in four years or something when they founded that studio? Yeah, there was that weird golf game, and there was that yeah, driving was that- game that was sort of burnout-y but was not very good. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Like, they, I'd actually need to pull up a list. Like, it was Dangerous Golf, right? Dangerous yes. Golf, yeah. Which was also uh, not great. Dangerous Driving, one, and, oh, I'm sorry. I think there was only one Dangerous Driving. There was Dangerous Golf, two Danger Zones, uh-huh. and then Dangerous Driving. Uh, the Danger Zone games were, like, kind of just crash mode from Burnout. And then Dangerous Driving kind of was Burnout. 
like they were all like valiant efforts, but didn't really quite get there. Yeah, there's just something missing from each of those. Um, again, they were iterating very fast. Uh, <laughs> recreation looks weird. Like if you click through the Steam page, I don't know if you've looked at like all these screenshots and stuff, but like from the sound of it, it is just a gigantic open world that you get to drop as many like loopy loops and ramps and stuff into as you want. Hmm. The, the trailer then, made it look very um, Trackmania like. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's early, like, there's no release date yet, but, like, it straight up looks like you might just be doing, like, live track editing as you're driving around, maybe, or maybe that's a separate mode, but then it's got multiplayer, like, they're all like, hey, bring, bring, uh, bring your friends into your mix world. Okay. Which is the name of this world, a 400 square kilometer big racing realm that is yours to create, shape, and wreck. Mix, mix world. Uh, anyway. Recreation, W-R-E-C-K. Recreation with a W. Like Rex in effect. I just, I had kind of like, no offense to them, but I had kind of forgotten about Three Fields because by the time they did Dangerous Driving, it was just like, oh, okay, you've done the thing you clearly set out to do, which was make a new Burnout. Now what? You know what I mean? Now we develop Burnout Now, Now, now make it good? <laughs> That wasn't terrible. It just wasn't, it wasn't the thing, you know? And it's like, yeah. I understand they can't just remake Burnout because EA does still own that stuff, but like... And it was a much smaller production, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah these I know. were not These were not full-price games, yeah. to, be, to be fair. Uh, and there's no price on recreation as yet. Um, anyway, it's cool to see them doing stuff again. I just kind of, once they sort of seemed like they had fulfilled their mission statement, I kind of forgot that they were out there. Hmm. Uh, but this looks potentially sort of interesting. Um... Gosh, what else do you want to talk about in this showcase? I think it was, for the most part, it was just sort of showing some footage of stuff that has been announced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that space for sale. Uh, uh, I didn't watch this live, but I saw the uh, trailer. I went back and saw that. I thought that was neat. It looked very Astroneer. That was my initial reaction to it. It does look a bit Astroneer. It's kind of more overhead, it looks like. Yeah. A little bit. Well, maybe oh, a actually, camera. Yeah, a, yeah, it does have the, yeah. Uh, but you're like, you know, it seemed like it showed in in the trailer showed somebody running out and making pylons strung together, uh, which in space, mm-hmm. which seemed very astroneer, but, but also maybe not, uh, maybe there are other life forms out there, which is not astroneer. So, uh, but that, that, um, struck me. I'm trying to think, think what else. Cause uh, what- Alex, any, any feelings about this? update on the AEW game it's a video that leaked out already before uh i think i think xbox live accidentally leaked out that video before it was supposed to go live so most people had seen it already um i think the core gameplay there looks okay i think it it still feels a little rough in places and i'm not really interested in the mini game aspect of that game at all and they kind of spent a weird amount of time on that but it also feels like they just aren't ready to show that game in full yet but they needed to have something ready for that like publisher announcement thing mm. sure you know jagged alliance 3 i still think mm-hmm. it's weird that they're making an outcast 2 mm-hmm. i mean if you're not going to make it with voxels why make it at all <laughs> but anyway um i think it's cool that they're making a new spongebob game because they did that uh that remake or that remaster of battle for bikini bottom and i guess that was so popular they were like hey we should just make another one people still love spongebob man they love him. Yeah. Anyway, you know, the stuff's all out there if you want to go look up the THQ Nordic showcase. It was yeah. a small thing, of but it did Embracer, some of Embracer stuff. Group fame. 
you know the but, thing that's you know we we have come back to again and again is we're getting games and footage and stuff and not unless i miss a lot of it not too many dates no slow year slow year you yeah. might have heard i at this point i've stopped asking for it like yeah, I, i'm really i'm just I, every time i see a presentation i'm like if i get a release date that's a nice surprise yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes you get like, "Hey, early 2023 or 2024." You know, yeah, still sounds like a fake year, but God, that's only two <laughs> years away. Uh, yes, your sci-fi speaking, years. Speaking of 2023, the uh, Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed to February of that year. I forgot that Darn. existed. Which is which is next year. I'm still uh, very. In case you're keeping track, 2023 is next year. Still very unsure of how that thing is going to land. Yeah, it's a weird situation with all the very pronounced issues with J.K. Rowling. And like, I definitely understand the people not wanting to. I, I almost, <laughs> I almost wish they would just come out and say like, okay, here's what our arrangement is with her. Yeah, like here financially, are all the, yeah. here are all the details of how she profits from this game, so that you can make an informed decision about <laughs> whether you're comfortable with that or not. Sell the two different editions. You gotta sell <laughs> <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> the no royalties edition. Oh, uh-huh. man, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. That's it's pretty good. I mean, I was gonna say, like, you know, I understand the notion that like they've already done all this work on this game. You don't want to throw out all that effort, but at the same time, this is Warner Brothers. They just threw out a complete Batwoman movie because someone just felt like not putting it out. So who fucking knows anymore? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, just I feel like we are fairly diligently now kind of marking, hey, this got delayed. Hey, this got delayed. Just, oh, right. And your bingo, your gigantic yes. bingo card. Just on the on the giant list of games that were coming out this year and now we're not. Yeah. I had forgotten about another this one. one. I but, actually uh, did not know that one was scheduled to come out this year. So, yeah. Uh, uh, that's so that is Warner Brothers. That is. That yes. is yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, that Spider-Man PC port came out. We talked about it some last week, and mm-hmm. of course, now that it's on the PC, people have data mined it all to hell and back. Yeah, of course. Um, As one does. Found some found some interesting stuff in there that indicates that it seems like Sony might be getting more serious about their presence on the personal computer. Okay. Um, I mean, this is all you know, just based on like. You know, this could be stuff that that made its way into this build and will never actually be used for anything. This is all highly speculative, but they found references in the game to uh, some kind of account linking that you might be able to do between your PSN account and PC games at some point. Oh, sounds like that would be very similar to, you know, like most Microsoft games have you log into your Xbox live account. Yeah. uh, On the PC, even like the steam versions do that. But they do, they do um, that stuff also can be nice. Sometimes a headache, but sometimes it's nice for, um, Achievement syncing and mm-hmm. uh, and and saves and saves like if the, when they come over that's awesome the, the just kind of seamless cross platform cloud saves uh, aspect of that is pretty fantastic I would not necessarily expect Sony to replicate that but maybe the, the, yeah, I'll, did. I'll tell you one of the problems with some of that stuff though when it's required when it is required and some games do it like you know um, Rocket League kind of now requires you to have an Epic account to launch Rocket League. My kids, I don't feel like making these accounts for my kids if they want to boot it up on their profile. And it's like, oh, okay, you have to make this account. And it's like, oh, do I have to, you know? Yes, you do. Uh, do I have to now go make sure they have an online Sony account? Like with an actual, you know, that that stuff can be annoying sometimes. But when they can move your saves around, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. 
some of the some of the references they found with this stuff uh, implied that you might unlock like some bonuses for doing that in a, in a given game. So that sounds more like it would be optional. It's like the Warner path. I mean, that you know, that is that is that is 100 percent just Sony trying to get PC players to make accounts in their system. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's how you do that. But then they've also found some references to a PlayStation PC launcher mm-hmm. as well, which like <laughs> the most extreme version of that you could imagine is like maybe they're going to open their own storefront on PC and just start selling games directly. But all five of them. Right. Well, you know, th- this this this. um brought that Jim Ryan quote back up from, I think it was last year sometime where he said they're looking to bring a whole slate of games to the PC. So like maybe, maybe they dig deeper into the PS4 exclusive back catalog and start porting more of that stuff. I don't know. Oh, it's so much work. I don't Um, know. They bought Nix's, you know, like they've got a, they've Mm. got a world-class console to PC (laughs) port house under the roof now. Um, I don't know. Like, if they want to make their own launcher, more power to them. I cannot imagine they are audacious enough to try to make those games exclusive to their thing. Yeah. They, like, even Microsoft doesn't do that. Even Rockstar doesn't do that, you know? Microsoft, but, I mean, my, Microsoft does not do that, but they do have their own launch. I mean, they have their Windows Store, which right, Microsoft right. shows yeah. up on. And, and you have to get Game Pass games through there, but they yeah. still sell everything through Steam as well. Right. Um, You know, Rockstar still sells games on Steam. Like, Bethesda just shut down their <laughs> launcher. I, uh, a, f- a few months ago or, or that process is ongoing, I think. So like, I mean, I think a lot of that stuff, somebody, somebody can definitely correct me and feel free to, if, if I'm way off base here, but that stuff always read to me as we want the, and, and the, we talked a little bit about Epic and Apple before, but we want the end to end transaction to come yeah. through the house. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Sony, Sony has not had a ton of micro transactionable games we've talked about this before their games are pretty big third person narrative exclusive you know their exclusive games the, the horizons god of wars un, uh uncharted uh, last of us they're not like you know <laughs> dump a bunch of money into your open world thing but maybe they'll move in that direction if they want that's another reason maybe they want you in the account right to track your purchases across across games yeah i mean that's part of the reason they said they wanted bungie was for expertise in kind of oh, life service God, i forgot about the bungie microtransaction driven stuff i just like i don't know what incentive anybody has to buy games directly through a playstation store on pc you get your exclusives i mean it's what ubisoft did if- right you get your um like UB point remember the you play points and all that stuff you get your sam yeah. fisher goggles on Etsy or whatever you get uh, at some point, they Sony could very much um, not make it exclusive to their launcher, but they could work in their PlayStation Plus stuff where you get yeah, yeah maybe, maybe so. I think they're going to have to work pretty hard. I mean, just oh yeah, looking at the response to the Epic Games Store. Oh yeah, there is, Which is an awful lot of brand loyalty to Steam on the PC. I yeah, I think like you kind of said, Brad. I think I, I felt the tide was going out on that stuff where people were walking away from they're curating their own launchers like uh rockstar still has theirs but their stuff came to steam again as well right uh yes so i feel like people were kind of like and ah, not not worth the hassle kind of you yeah, know? yeah. We, they're they're on epic as well um i guess I, it's worth mentioning this could be um this could just be like a layer that runs between something like steam and their game right like you know tons of stuff on steam like like you're running a thin version of origin every time you play apex legends or right. like even you play Right. Yeah, like Rockstar has its little thing that, that launches when you play their games on Steam, so it could just be something like that. Yeah. Um, 
Who knows? Assuming, you know, assuming assuming the stuff is not too invasive or draconian or whatever, like it, hopefully that means they're more committed to the platform, which means maybe we'll see some more cool stuff. Yeah, great news for PC players who uh, have have been kind of asked out from the Sony catalog and a lot of great games. They've generally been doing a very good job on these ports. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like that that Spider Man port has gone over extremely well. Yeah. No, it like I mean, again, it does all the things that you expect it to do uh, that you just couldn't do on the PS5 all at once, you know, or the PS4. It's like a video that went kind of semi viral on Twitter of somebody that had explicitly gone out of their way to run Spider Man on I think a, a G- GeForce 760. Oh wow, which is which is older than the PS4. And they were getting like a fairly respectable 30 FPS out of it at 1080p on like medium settings, like pretty impressive. Do you think, do you think any of this, uh, okay, I shouldn't say any because clearly it could be, but do you think a portion, a significant portion of this has to do with install base for PS5 and having, and wanting to sell games to a wider market than maybe they were expecting at this point? I, for PS5 development? I, I don't. I think it really is them just realizing that there is value for them in this other marketplace, and as long as they are staggering this stuff to such a degree that, like, the people who really want it will get it mm-hmm. on PS5 first, I think there's just really no downside for them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, somebody, some traditionalist in there might have argued at some point, like, well, you know, like, we're a hardware company, we sell consoles, like, we only make games for our hardware, but... Clearly, the world has moved on. Like, if anything, they probably start looking behind the times at some point with Microsoft having done this for years now, you know? Yeah, and dominating like if, that space. Right, and now right. it's just Nintendo that isn't. Right, and like Nintendo is, Nintendo is Nintendo. They'll never, <laughs> yeah. they'll never buckle. They don't, um, they don't want Mario's out there. They don't want those polygons for Mario out there any, anyway. You know, in a they weird can... way, I would almost be disappointed if they ever went back on that. Not because I wouldn't enjoy playing those games on PC, but because I feel like there has to be one big stick in the mud, one like old traditionalist that will just never waver. Like there has to be that per like that entity somewhere in the background being like, no, no, no PC. <laughs> but, sir, but sir, they're playing our games on a PC anyway. <laughs> like, well, they call the fucking lawyers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. As far as I know, nobody's playing our games on a PC. It's impossible. Mario is at, you know, 320 by 240 forever. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I How is it getting a PS5 these days? Is it still terrible? Um, It's not as bad. Easier. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely still can't just walk into a store and buy one, but... How is it affording a PS5 these days? <laughs> Fine? I mean, mm, if you can get one at retail, you know. Okay. But... Yeah, I mean, are you asking, did the price go up because of inflation? Not that I'm aware of. They haven't, and, they haven't raised the price yet. No, but I mean, that literally was in some, I, I forget what the venue was exactly. It was like some investor Q&A or something. Like the question literally was put to Sony management. Are you going to raise the price? Did they say no outright? Of, or of they the said- PS5. I think they demurred on that. Okay. Or they kind of said not at this time type stuff. I, think. I have to imagine they are not churning as much a profit on a system if they ever were mm. as they uh, Yeah, they yeah were. I mean, just supply chain issues, cost of components goods and stuff is, is still up. So... All right, uh, Brad, what else we got? I don't know, man. I'm just going to say these headlines out loud okay, and you give okay. me your quick reacts and then we'll move on. Okay. okay. Multiverses is turning into a fun headline generator for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that thing's popular. Like, yeah, that's what it's big at Evo, you know? Like, it seems like it might just be here to stay for a while. The okay. the Multiverses stuff at Evo was a little chintzy. Like, it fe- like, there were periods where they were just filming off the TV. 
Like, I don't know what was happening there, but it felt like that thing was a little uh, thrown together. Mm. Okay, here's one. Multiverses, Beetlejuice, and Wicked Witch of the West seemingly confirmed in patch. Fucking A. Let's do it. I was like, okay, I could respect that. Like, how old is the Wizard of Oz at this point? Like, 1930s. pushing 100? Yeah. What, what's that? 1930s? Like, late 30s, 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, sure, why not? I, I, I appreciate a company as old as Warner Brothers just going like, ah, screw it. We own all this stuff. Like, yeah, do do what you feel like. And there's there's nothing more frivolous in this world than Beetlejuice. Like, it was a cartoon. It's a Broadway play now. Like, by all means, just throw that yeah. motherfucker in anything. Yes. Beetlejuice uh, was a it was just a movie, right? It was never a book or anything. It's not based no. off of okay. uh, it was original for the film. OK. Like um, them putting the Wicked Witch in, I assume they are putting their Wicked Witch in, right? They are putting the. Uh, I mean, are you, you know, asking? Is it the is it the film version, the, the story be, version, own, or right? the Wicked version from Broadway? <laughs> Again, these are both Broadway yeah. characters now. Yeah, I forgot. I did forget about that. Wicked's kind of awesome, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't like I musical theater, so no. But uh, uh, I just try it. No, I, I have it. tried no. it. No. Oh uh, no, I mean Wicked in particular. No. Have you seen it? No. Okay. No, I've heard okay. the songs. No. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a fun multiverses thing. Uh, wh- hey, why do you need Fortnite if you're Warner and you have all of these assets or, or these properties already? And all True. of those assets will be coming to Fortnite in the next year or two. Yes, also co-marketed Fortnite. All right, I have another one here that I enjoy even more. Okay. okay. Uh, season one just started for that game, mm-hmm. and there is a balance patch out along with it. Okay. Multiverses season one patch. Bugs, Finn, and Velma nerfed. Arya and LeBron buffed. Okay. <laughs> uh, what like, a world. I never see anyone using LeBron or actually I, I see a little more Aria, but not a lot of it. I, okay. I, I love that. I love that you just went straight to like, like stone faced mm-hmm. analysis of this change. Yes. <laughs> not even like the idea of a real world human being being buffed in this game. It's, no, Alex agrees. I mean, skip right past it. Just like, oh yeah, no, they needed to do that. I still mash my way through that game. Primarily, they have do not appear to have touched any of the characters that I primarily play. I did see a lot of people using Velma online. Like Velma is very popular, and Bugs is pretty popular too. Bugs has always been popular. Yeah. So you are. So you are still playing it. Uh, not every night, but like you know, I check in like once, maybe twice a week. Are you? Are you? Uh, are you still dominating? Not as much. Like okay. people have gotten a little better at it, but you can still pretty much mash your way through that game through most matches. Okay. My kids played it; they had fun. Yeah. Uh, now I feel like I have to do the sit down and figure out what every property is, so they know. It's it's a good thing to play for a few rounds and then turn off. Hmm. Multiverses. Right. They did it. Yeah. All right. Last thing here: they're putting Wave Race sixty four in Nintendo Switch Online. Finally. I just wanted to say the Wave Race 64 rules. Yeah, that is one of the great N64 this is, games. Absolutely. This is, this is just an opportunity to talk about Wave Race 64. Somehow People one like, I never owned, which I'm, is wild because I definitely rented that game like yeah. at least a dozen times. Same. That was definitely a, multi, a multi-rental for me as well. People like the music in Wave Race 64. Is that a big thing? I remember liking it. Yeah, it's kind of what I I'm do. trying to remember too. Was like, I like, remember talking a lot about the music. It's very, it's, it's got that very cheesy late nineties sort of, it almost feels like something from the Dreamcast kind of thing. Yeah. Super upbeat, uptempo. Peppy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. God, I forgot you ride a dolphin in that game. It's pretty good. Uh, nobody's, nobody's just, uh, cause I know we're on, uh, N64 polygonal PlayStation 2 watch. Nobody has done this yet, right? This isn't in the... There isn't a modern 2022 version of Wave Race that is coming out on Steam. 
Oh, oh, to, oh, like the, the, the indie, we got mm-hmm. sick of waiting for new wave yeah, race, yeah. so we just made one? I don't this think seems, so. That's pretty like candid. Be a well, big wait, no, there was one in that uh, last Steam uh, batch. There was totally a jet ski game, but I, the thing was, it wasn't that good, or at least the demo mm. I played of it did not feel great to me. This was just this most recent? Yes, the one from this, this year. I played it. It, oh, wasn't, it wasn't super fun, or at least I, oh, I didn't find it to be. Okay, That's but somebody went for it. Was it N sixty four ish? It's been so like it didn't look that N sixty four ish. It looked a little more modern than that. But like okay. the feel, like my immediate go to was, oh, you decided to make your own version of Wave Race. I love it. But I think it's I think it is a little different. It's not just a straight up Wave Race the way that like that other game is straight up Goldeneye. I that have water. Not- that water looks delicious. Mm. I don't know why. So like semi gelatinous don't don't drink that water it's got salt in it i wanted to take a bite out of that water and jet fuel uh that's funny i haven't i haven't i haven't checked in on my nintendo i don't think i ever did the upgraded nintendo thing yeah 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 this is part of what they call expansion pack which gets you in 64 games and my man yeah I bought the damn controller. Oh wow! Alex, Alex has the controller. I am that. holding it up. It is the why. It is the USB wireless N sixty four controller they were selling for the Switch. I did not buy it really for the Switch, honestly. Uh-huh. I was, I was going to ask, what do you use that for? Uh, possibly a piece of software that allows me to play other N sixty four games that are oh. not currently on Nintendo Switch Online. Weird. Fair. Using third party software that maps the controller properly for your PC. Whatever can't, can't could play you mean? On a PC. Was was it hard? Was it hard to get that thing? I, I I don't know how they rolled that one out, but they were for a while only letting like yeah. God, what was it? Was like only subscribers could buy those things? Or I didn't get one right away. I just happened to see. I think it was Wario sixty four because it always fucking is. Uh, I think I saw him say, "Hey, they're in the store now. If you want to get one." And so I did, and I needed an extra uh, $12 to get free shipping, so I bought a stuffed uh, The Cat from Splatoon, the big puffy one that gives you the results at the sure. end. And that was enough nice. to get free shipping. So I got this controller. And the okay. cat. And let me tell you, if you like playing N64 wrestling games on a thing that is not a Nintendo 64, this is a pretty way, a good way to do it if you find the right third-party software to make this map properly. How does it feel? Uh, it feels like an N64 controller. Like it's, yeah, got the, okay. it's got the right weight. It's got the right stick movement. Like it all feels okay. right. Interesting. Are they still available? Uh, if they're uh, not they, now, they're, they're, yeah, they're currently showing out of stock on Nintendo's okay. sites. You can get them for a 100% markup on eBay. It seems like. like they are doing these in waves, so they will probably put them right. back up. Uh, by the way, uh, ReWASD is the software that I use. Uh, it's just R E W A S D. Another wave race, the wave of release race. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I think that's going to do it for the news. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we call it there? Sure. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm gonna. That's enough news. I'm gonna hoard these emails for now. <gasps> I mean, I'm hoarding hoard, emails. I'm going to hoard these emails for a higher purpose. Well, why are we hoarding these emails, Brad? Oh well, we have another podcast to record this week. Yes, it's true. We have, a, we have another one of these to record tomorrow. Plus, Brad loves to eat emails. That's right. We need some emails for that show. Uh, we are going to be off the week of Labor Day here in the States. That is September 5th through the something that whatever, whatever the ninth. fifth through the ninth. Yeah. Five days is past that. So we are going to be uh, not live streaming, but we will have a podcast. Uh, we'll have this podcast. We'll, we'll have, have a watch cast. 
watch cast. We're still trying to figure out if we can squeeze in a ramble cast. So that is TBD. So no guarantees on but that. We're going to try. We're going to try. Uh, but just no live streams is yeah. really the thing. Um, uh, we're going to be trying to take a little a little time off, a little recharge the batteries. I'm not even- and not, not the fake time off where you guys are like, I'm going on vacation. And then you have to dial in no. to do a, a we're thing. We're going to lay it all out ahead of time. We're trying to. Uh, but yeah, we're going to record that episode uh, this week, and we're going to look to do kind of a like a half year in review, kind of catch up on yeah. what we've been, it's more where like, we stand. More like four sixths of a year. Yeah, like where we where we're at. Some of let's our just, favorite games. You know, and, let's just ramble about video games. Yeah, well, we have that. Oh, yeah, about video games. No, they yeah. said that could now can't be done. Uh, so we'll if we'll have if, that going on. If you were in the select group of people on the Patreon who hear this episode before we record that next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even actually, you know, you'll probably even on the public feed, you'll have a window of, say, th- two to three hours, maybe, to okay. send in emails to we- the podcast at nextlander.com in case you want to get in on what may be an email heavy episode. Now is your chance. Uh, it's true. You might be sending them in as we're recording. It could happen. Uh, yeah. Podcast at nextlander.com. I want to thank everybody for listening. We've got a, a a bunch of stuff going on this week. If you missed it, we have um, Gabriel Knight the first mm-hmm. has been played. Abby Russell joined us for that. We finished Gabriel Knight two, the Beast Within last week. Big finale. Go check it out. Really fun corridor puzzle at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch a furnace do its magic. But we went into uh, Gabriel Knight one, and I can only say I was prepared for the Tim Curry. And I was totally not prepared for the Tim Curry. Um, it was a spicy Tim Curry, is what He's I will say. For it. Yeah, He's going for it. It was a lot. There's a. It's a lot of Cajun spice in that Tim Curry. I will say it. It hits. Kind of like he was snorting a lot of Cajun spice before he went into that performance. <laughs> oh, I don't know what casting call was made, but it was fantastic. He is having a good time. In oh, that game. He is, you should check our he, Discord. Someone posted what appears to be an on-the-disc encoded oh, yeah, in no, real I, media making of video. I have that. Okay. Uh, uh, I believe I believe it may be Intel Cinepak. I forget okay. what kind of it is, but it's, yes, I... Was planning to like fire that up in Windows three one Media Player when we're done. Hell yes, just to watch it in the original postage stamp resolution, the way it's meant to be done. People, people need to know what FMV looked like in nineteen ninety three. Okay, I kind of want to download it and see if I can upscale it. Do some AI to finally uh, upscale that one. Use the AI upscaling. Yeah, I mean, I have that Topaz software. I could probably just run it through it and see what it can do. We also have uh, this Friday uh, coming up. We're going to be checking out uh, some new releases. Mm-hmm. If you heard us talk about things like Rollerdrome and Cult of the Lamb, we're going to play some of those. Uh, see what else uh, we have on the docket. This Thursday, we, we are, told you, we're going to be recording. No live stream on this Thursday. Recording that podcast. Recording some WatchCast stuff ahead of time. So check that out. Come the week of September 4th. That's what we're going to be doing tomorrow. Want to thank everybody for supporting us. Of course, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we've got the merch. You got the watchcast over on the Patreon. Never been a better podcast over there on that Patreon. Uh, you can join uh, uh, Abby and Austin for that one. I just scheduled the next one. Trying to, I think we're recording that on Thursday as well uh, with with Dan and uh, Bacalar getting in there. 
So you can catch all that stuff over at patreon.com slash nextlander where you can find the tier that is right for you. And one of those tiers is the Mysterious Benefactors tier. And you get your name read on this here podcast. And I'm going to go down and read them right now. And there's a tickle in my throat. And I'm trying to push that tickle down. And I'm going to try this. So join, join me. I believe in you. Yeah. Here we go. Test of endurance. Here we go. John Richardson. Vornak. Corey Porter. Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas. James Smith. Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, John McGinnis, Octo Thorpe, Buddy Kids Plus Plus, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Rise Grizz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It's Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. I did not cough through any of those. You wouldn't know because I would have edited it out, but I did not, and I'm proud of myself. I can verify he did not. I probably coughed right there, though, and edited it out. But you wouldn't know because I edited it out. That's the magic of editing. It's also the magic of you supporting us, and we appreciate everybody out there for making this happen. Uh, Probably don't say it enough, but we do say it. We appreciate everybody out there, uh, especially when I look at these lists and I go down to stuff and people have been with us a long time now. And we, yeah. that is very heartwarming. More than a year. Yeah. Thank, thanks, folks. Uh, we know sometimes it's not easy. And, we, you know, you've got a lot of options out there. <laughs> We're glad you're sticking around with Next Lander. Uh, so we appreciate it. Uh, join us this week for the rest of our shows this week, next week. And then uh, I think the week after that is going to be that September 4th, if my math is correct. Uh, and we're going to take some time off, but I hope you enjoy the content that we are recording this week during that week as well. Uh, anything else? That's it. All right, everybody. Uh, hey, listen, if you're checking out this one uh, on this one, have a great weekend. Yeah. You might miss that new release show. You'll watch it later. Have a good weekend, everybody. Or catch us uh, uh, on Friday. See ya. See ya.